And now, Chuck and Ruff go to the movies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Chuck and Ruff Go to the Movies. My name is Jeffrey Chuck Norris, and I am joined, as always, by my brother, Robert Ruff. Robert, how are you doing today? I'm good. I uh, got myself a Jack and Coke sitting right here, nice. and I'm ready to talk some Texas football. Nice. I am sipping just on a Diet Coke. Um, I still don't feel comfortable enough to... Start dipping into the alcohol. My headache hasn't quite gone away yet. Uh, for those of you listening, I am getting over a bout of COVID, and it felt like I had the world's absolute worst hangover. So I just don't really you know what I've learned throughout my years. Mix. Drinking makes it better. You know what? You, uh, whiskey helps. <laughs> whiskey always helps. I'm not a whiskey guy. I really am not. <laughs> oh. Rum. I like the whiskey. Beer. I mean, I'll drink whiskey. I like rum. If somebody puts it in front of me, I'm not going to say no, but I don't go seeking it either. Get you a good Jack and Coke. Mm, I love Jack and Coke. That's my go-to drink. I generally drink Jack and Coke once a year, and it's in October in honor of a friend who is no longer with us. Uh, I drink it on our birthday. Fair enough. <clears throat> anyway, so guys, if I, I'm going to try not to... Uh, I'm going to try not to cough or clear my throat as uh, much as I have been lately, but it's probably going to happen, so bear with us. We have an amazing episode for you today, but before we dive in, I have all the usual requests. Be sure to give the show a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Those are the best ways to keep up with everything happening on the show. Links to all of our social medias can be found in our show notes. Rate and review the show wherever you are capable of doing so. All reviews will get a shout-out on Instagram and on the show. Excuse me. Um... Oh, quick note on that one. So Robert asked me today uh, where all of our show's ratings can be found. And so far, the only place that oh, we have ratings on is uh, Apple Podcasts. So I sent him the link to that. I started looking through them. And uh, I love reading all those ratings, guys. Uh, just some wonderful words from all you uh, wonderful listeners out there. But it has been a while since we've gotten a rating. So if you haven't had a chance to stop by and give us a rating yet, please, I would love to get a rating and review from you guys. Uh, we would love to hear what y'all have to think about the show. And of course, everything only makes us better and strive harder to make y'all happy. Make sure you are subscribing to the show wherever you get your podcast from. Never miss an episode. Encourage everyone you know to do the same. I know my phone dings almost every single morning as new episodes are dropped from all the podcasts that I follow. So make sure you're getting that little ding from us uh, every few weeks. And now, ding. ding, it is time to head to the theater for all of our pre-show entertainment. So, we don't have a guest today. We were supposed to, but it is what it is. We don't have a guest today, which is fine. We have a really fun movie to talk about. I know Robert's really excited about this. But before we dive into that movie, we have been watching some things, and I would like to know what Robert has to recommend for our listeners today. Oh, what have I been watching lately? I don't know. What have you Did been I watching about this part? <laughs> Do you want me to go uh, first? I usually let, make you go first. Uh, you want me to go first? You do, but yeah, yeah. I haven't watched much lately since last talk, but yeah, go for it. Okay, uh, I have a couple of rewatches on here. So, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, uh, my favorite Indiana mm, Jones movie, movie by far. Uh, I introduced Breck into it, and he was kind of into it. Uh, he kept going in and out, and which is yeah. fine. He's only seven years old, so it's fine. Uh, but I'll 
of course, I remember watching. I saw that movie in the IMAX when I was a kid. Yeah, you know, that's what I was thinking. Because, like, I remember seeing Temple of Doom probably younger than Brecken's no. age and being in love with that movie. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so, I mean, and yeah, Last Crusade so. is a lot tamer you know? than Temple of Doom. Right. So, I, it just might not be like his thing. Like, five now? What, he's what? Five? Brecken? Six? He's seven. Five? Yeah. Seven? What the heck? Yeah, he's turning oh, eight in July. Yeah. Isn't oh. that crazy? Okay, I I have a vivid memory of me watching Temple of the Doom when I was seven years old, and you were in the room too. So yeah, yeah. so I, I so I was younger I than memory, you, but I do. Yeah, so I was three, yeah. four. Yeah, you're four years younger. Yeah, yeah. so and I, I love Temple of Doom. I and it never scared me or anything like that. So I mean, but teach their own. You know, he watches a lot of movies nowadays that I wouldn't have watched as a kid. But that's okay. That's fine. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I tried to introduce him to that. He was in and out with it. Another rewatch was Star Wars Episode One. Uh, I decided to go ahead and restart my Star Wars kick for the year. And uh, I usually am a purist and start with Episode Four, but I decided to go ahead and start with One this time. And I can safely say that I zoned out for a majority of the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I just yeah. like I I tuned back in for the pod racing, and I was out. I mean, seriously, there's there was a really couple good nothing things great about, about this movie. episode one. Um, Liam Neeson's good in the movie. Yes, yes. Uh, Ewan, Ewan McGregor Gre- still was still in coming into his own with it. He, what, he, this was not his movie to shine. It's the other two movies that were his mo- moments. But uh, I don't know. Just yeah. <sighs> Right. Well, yeah, that, that movie was about Qui-Gon. Yeah, that movie was about Qui-Gon uh-huh. and the introduction of Anakin. Like I said, I zoned out for a majority of it, so that's fine. Uh, but there are some new things on my list that I'd never seen before, so I'm excited about this one. Uh, the first on the list is, uh, you know, I've been in quarantine, so I've had an opportunity to catch up on some things. James Bond, No Time to Die. And? I wanted to die. You wanted to die because you didn't like it or because you loved it? No. it. Or you were indifferent? I'm indifferent about it. It is not a good movie, but it is really? not a bad movie either. Uh, the story was interesting I to it. a point. Uh, the villain, so not interesting. Uh, and played by Rami Malek, uh, who I like, but again, did nothing for the character. Uh, I just, I, yeah, I didn't I, feel I, he I was villainous. That. I think they could have gotten somebody else for him. Yeah, it, like, it, it wasn't he's Christoph to be playing Waltz. A, a much older person, It wasn't too. Javier, but yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's playing, he's supposed to be much older than he actually is. And it, it did, they didn't even make him look old. Um, that was a bad casting choice. It was a bad no, they casting put a couple choice. gray streaks in his, or a couple gray hairs. In, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree like, with that. I do. It, it's not Javier Bardem. It's not, um, it's not Christoph Waltz, which that was nice to see Christoph Waltz back in it. Even though I'm not a big fan of Spectre. Uh, I thought that was a really bad movie as well, but, uh, I did enjoy Christoph Waltz in it. Um, it just, I, I don't know, man, for this being Daniel Craig's last outing, I was not overly impressed. He started off strong, had that nice, great, like out of the park middle movie with Skyfall. And I just don't think they've been ever Skyfall set a bar that they haven't been able to reach. I think this is number three. This is the third best. Uh, You know what? I will agree with that. I will absolutely agree with that. I'll go Skyfall number one, Casino Royale number two, and then this one, and then probably 
I I kind of liked Quantum of Solace. I will put um, Quantum of Solace over Spectre too. Spectre is at the bottom of this list. So on featurette uh, on the movie, it's like the only, I think the only one that's on there. Um, but it's basically um, from the beginning of Daniel Craig till now, like literally the casting of Daniel Craig as Bond, and then all the uproar of oh we have a blonde Bond, nobody wants a blonde Bond, blah 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 blah, up till the last movie and like everything in between. And it's actually really good. You should watch it. All right. I'll, I'll give it a try. And that, that was the other thing, too. Like, you know, not I'm not going to ruin the ending of this movie for anybody who hasn't had a chance to see it yet. But I also was not overly thrilled with the ending of this movie. Like, if, if you're going to end a saga, if you're going to end uh, an actor's time playing this part, I expect a little bit more. I don't know. That wasn't the send off I wanted nor expected. I, I didn't mind it because I did not see that coming. That's why I liked it. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Give me Skyfall yeah. any day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Skyfall. Sky so uh, after James Bond, No Time to Die, um, I watched Nightmare Alley. It's available on HBO Max and also on Hulu. I come to find out, but I watched it on HBO Max. It's that new one with uh, Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, yeah, Rudy Mara. Yeah, it on Hulu already if it just came out? I honestly don't know. But like, so Weird. I watched it on HBO Max first. And then when I finally got into the Hulu mm. account and was looking around in there, it's one of the first things that popped up. I'm like, I, I don't even know how this works. How well, but hmm. shouldn't it be in the theaters? I think it's also in theaters. Is so it not I don't in know. Theaters? I don't know. Uh, yeah, Nightmare Alley, sure enough. But uh, new, to, new on Hulu. Yeah, good movie though. I highly recommend it. Hmm. You know, Guillermo del Toro does a really beautiful job painting a picture and bringing things to life on screen. One of my favorite movies of his is Pan's Labyrinth. It's such a phenomenal movie to watch. Um. I never did sit down and watch his other one, though. What is that one? Um, uh, something about water. Mm, that narrows it down. <laughs> something about water. I think you have it on Voodoo, if memory serves. I just can't. Oh, yeah? I can't think of the name. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to I'm gonna get this. Uh, it was getting all sorts of, like, rave reviews. It got Oscar nods and... Everything like that. Hold on. I'm going to have it here in one moment, and then I'm going to feel like an idiot as soon as I see it. The Shape of Water. He didn't direct oh, it. He, oh, uh, he, oh, he did direct it. Yeah, yeah. The Shape of Water. Yeah. Did you like it? Did you watch it? No, you I never watched well, it. You didn't watch it, did you? Yeah, yeah. It won the Oscar for Best Picture. Okay, yeah. See, I knew it got but, some sort of Oscar. Like, it won four it Oscars. Weird. I don't yeah. know. If I, 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 it was weird. I didn't really like it. Right. He won an Oscar for it. It won Best Picture of the Year. Yeah, dang. That's that's big news. Huh. But anyway, uh, Nightmare Alley. Uh, it's a great movie. Um, I recommend everybody see it. And then uh, the next two things on my list are TV shows. So uh, the first one is a show called Abbott Elementary. Uh, oh, I've heard of that. That's a network show, right? Yeah, it's a it's an ABC show, but you can watch it on Hulu. Yeah, um, Karen and I don't have TV TV, so that's basically the only thing we can you know only way we can watch a lot of these network shows now. Uh, but uh, 
she wanted me to watch it because she kept hearing about it and seeing like these like funny clips of it like on TikTok and stuff like that. So I sat down and watched it. I watched the first six episodes. Uh, that's all that's on Hulu right now. And it's funny. I, it's still trying to find itself. It's kind of like... It's kind of it's done in the same style as The Office. It's this film crew that follows around this group of teachers in a Philadelphia school, uh, you know, and all the challenges they face. The principal's quirky and all this other stuff, and it it has its moments of being funny. But I, honestly, I can see this getting canceled very easily. So we'll see. See, that's why I don't watch network shows anymore because I feel that with every show on network now because they're trying to compete with all the streaming services. Yeah. And they can't do the things that streaming services can do, uh, like, for example, like swear words and nudity and mm-hmm. tons of blood and things that, that aren't allowed on by the FDA. Or yeah. FDA, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got FDA, FCC, all these things, all these. Yeah, head. yeah. I think that's more like the FCC <laughs> or, you know, like the MPAA. Yeah. Or that's motion pictures. But yeah, <laughs> no, I, I don't think the fruit, uh, FDC. No, well, yeah, FDA. Yeah. I don't F- think the F- FDA. FCC. FCC. Yeah, yeah, FDA doesn't care. I don't think the Food and Drug <laughs> food Administration drug cares. Don't, don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh. But no, I, I absolutely agree with you. That's yeah. why I don't get into these network shows at all because again, exactly. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's if I fall in love with it, they're gonna cancel it. If I hate it, it's gonna run for eleven seasons. And like right. it's not a win win for me at all. So I, I usually try not to get into a TV show until it's done. That way I I know what I'm getting myself into and I'm not getting my hopes up. Uh so Same but I, I, I reluctantly started this and I'm gonna see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Uh, the other thing I reluctantly started, even though I heard amazing things about it, was only murders in the building. Oh, is that the um, Steve, Martin. Steve Martin? Yeah, uh, it was good. I loved it. I absolutely okay, loved it. I like every. It was such tonight. a shame. There were only ten episodes, and they were roughly about thirty minutes each. I oh, wanted I more. It was so, so good. It's on Hulu. I highly recommend it to everybody. Steve Martin and Martin Short are absolutely hilarious. Everybody knows that. They work very well together. Yeah, and course. I was a little concerned about Selena Gomez being in this little trio mix, no? but it worked. She does well playing with these two, and it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, and then uh, for those of you who are Office fans, Holly from The Office is in this TV series. Nice. Just saying. She was in um when I watched um what did I watch? I don't know. Did you watch? Oh, when I watched The Wire. She was in like a couple seasons of The Wire. Oh, really? I was like, really? Oh, huh, I guess that's where she came from. They went to the office after that. Yeah, it's very hard though to watch her and not think of The Office the whole time though. So, it is a little bit distracting. But uh, I think she did a really good job. Everybody in this movie or uh, TV show did a really good job. It is getting a second season. I'm super excited about that because it left off on a cliffhanger. And I'm just like, I was pulling my hair out like, no, I need to know what happened. Uh, so, yes, please go watch it. And I, th- and I think those of us who are in the podcasting world will love it just a little bit more because they... <laughs> Um, I mean, the premise of the show is is that they there's a murder in their building that they live in in New York, and the three of them, Steve uh, Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez, uh, they are 
true crime podcasts like enthusiasts and they all listen to the same true crime podcast nice. that's what actually connected them so they decide they are going to solve this murder <laughs> and do a podcast about solving the murder it's it's so funny nice. it is really funny oh and tina fey's in this in a few episodes as well and oh, i love cool. tina fey so it's a great cast of characters i highly recommend only murders in the building so my buddy last night told me we all went to smashing crab um has some freaking awesome crab and shrimp, but anyways, oh, that sounds um, yummy. For his, well, for Christmas, his sister gave him his Christmas present yesterday. A little late, but <laughs> okay. It was an actual worn tracksuit by Tracy Morgan in Thirty Rock. No, yeah. I was like, no way. I was like, yeah. I was like, are you gonna wear it? He goes, well, it's better than just hanging it up. I was like, yeah, might as well wear it. You can say, hey, Tracy Morgan wore or Tracy Jordan wore this. Tracy Moore. I just think need to get him a, a EGOT necklace now. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to wear it. I mean, like it's I just would. like I, I would. I'd like. I frame mean, what do you that. do with it? Just have it in your closet, or I don't know if you want to. I guess, but I don't know. I think it'd be cool just to tell people, like, "Hey, Tracy Morgan wore this in Thirty Rock." <laughs> the EGOT necklace. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. Uh, no, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's a yeah, that's awesome cool. Christmas gift, right? I hope it. I hope he washed it first. <laughs> I'm sure it's washed. <laughs> Wait, is there I'm like sure a certificate of authenticity that it. comes with it and stuff? Like I that? have no idea. Is, is this the episode of the Community where Jeff bought thought yeah. he bought the briefcase from you know Pulp Fiction and it's not the briefcase? So, um, my dad got me a signed Dak Prescott jersey for Christmas. And it had a certificate of authenticity, and that was the first thing I thought of. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that episode of, of Community. Yeah. But he goes, I was like, uh, when I opened it up, I was like, oh, awesome, because it was like a game, like a, a game jersey, a stone on numbers, and all that stuff. I was like, that's pretty cool. And then I turned it around, and there's Dak Prescott's signature. I was like, holy crap! And oh. I know the jersey alone is expensive. And I looked at him. He goes, "Don't ask me how I got it. I'll tell you later." I was like, okay. <laughs> so secretive. <laughs> so, yeah. So I said, what are you I up to, keep, to ask him. I keep forgetting, but I, I want to know. Like, I want to know. He goes, there's a story behind it. I'm like, I want to know the story. Oh, but yeah. Why can I ask you? <laughs> we need to get him on the show and he needs to tell us the story. Right. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, uh, so but, I just need to get it framed. Yeah, absolutely. That, that would be awesome. I've always wanted um, a game worn uh, jersey from. Um, the Capitals, you know, the hockey team that I'm a fan of. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I've always wanted one of those. And yeah, that's the first thing I would do immediately is just uh, put it in a frame. I wouldn't I wouldn't even want to wear it. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, I have so a awesome. signed uh, Nolan Ryan jersey Ooh. actually right behind me. Oh, yeah, I've um, seen that. I don't have that. the certificate. Um, I was supposed to get the certificate, but something happened. I never ended up getting it, but I'm pretty dang sure it's real. But I mean, it's not like I'm going to sell it anyways. I want it in my house. So, yeah. Am know. I going to see you on an episode of Pawn Stars? So like, I, no, I'm, I'm here that. to sell my jersey. Well, I got to call my jersey nope. guy. <laughs> I know nothing no, about this, but no, I have a no, guy no, who is my all-time favorite baseball player. So that's staying on the wall. Fair enough. Fair so. enough. That's all I have on my uh, recommendations yeah, list. I honestly haven't watched a whole lot. Um, since we've talked last, I've had maybe four days off. And one of them I spent um well, so we talked on a Thursday. 
And then the next morning, oh, I went out a little bit that night. And then the next morning, it was a cowboy breakfast that they do to kick off the rodeo every year. Yeah. So I went to that at seven in the morning, started drinking seven in the morning. Then went to another <laughs> cowboy breakfast and then went to lunch, came home about one thirty, went to bed, woke up about six and then went back to the bar and ate dinner. And then we went to the, the rodeo cook off that night. So that was my one day off in between my two work schedules. And I spent it sleeping and drinking so <laughs> wow then i had the past three or i had three days off before this past four days of work so in that time i did watch a couple things um i watched the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window oh that Kristen bell show on netflix yeah okay how was it it was good um it was worth a watch was it i i've been seeing so it, many it's bad worth things a watch. about it i didn't like the ending but that's just me but it's okay. worth a watch. Is it like satire? No. No? Okay. It's a drama. Someone in one of the reviews had said, like, I know this show is satire making fun of other things, but it's ridiculous is basically what they're saying. I don't really think it is. Okay. But there are a lot of ridiculous things in the show. All right. <laughs> there is, yeah. I don't think it's making fun of things. I just think it was his own idea. But... There are some ridiculous things in the show. But, I mean, like I said, it's worth a watch. It's, I think, eight episodes long, 30-minute episodes, so you knock it out pretty quick. Okay. All right. I'll add that. So, yeah. I'll add that to my list. I, I, I um, promised I you one thing on my final day of quarantine, and I'm going to try to get to it tomorrow. Are you going to? I'm going to try to get to it tomorrow. Oh. That's a big one. I know. Both kids are in school. I won't have anybody here to distract me. I have no plans on my agenda because I'm not supposed to be doing anything. So I'm going to try to get through as much of it as I can. And and just so everybody we're all on the same page, what is it? <laughs> Firefly. It's about freaking time. I'm tired of you and Justin giving me a hard time about it. Because it's a good show. <laughs> Aye, aye, aye. To be determined. Anyway, well, you can have all these expectations now, and you're probably going to go, oh, that thing sucked. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. I think I've already <laughs> set the expectation that I didn't like the show the first time I tried to watch it. So, but you didn't give it a chance. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's a good show. So I'm going to give it a. I almost tried it today, but I had Brecken with me, and he was distracting the hell out of me. So I was, I was like, say, I can't give probably it. like it too. Uh, I I try it's not a, to a, watch anything for the space. first time while. I have somebody yeah. around me. The less distractions, the better. It's, 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 a, it's a Western space. What, 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 what's wrong with that? I mean, I don't know. I couldn't even get him into Indiana Jones. So, I mean, what makes me think that he's going to like <laughs> Firefly? But anyway, I'll, I'll give it a try. Space. I'll give it a try. All right. Better. Better watch more than one episode. <laughs> I'll let you know. Don't if just I watch stop. one episode and go. Uh... <laughs> I'll just skip to the movie. <laughs> no, because then you won't know what's going on. You need the backstory. So, interesting fact about uh, Firefly, or not really Firefly, but one of the actresses, uh, Summer Galau. You know yeah. who she is, right? Yeah, yeah. She was in the uh, Terminator series. Yeah. She's been in a lot of like Joss Whedon stuff. Yeah. Um, she was also in Dollhouse and something else, too, I think. But, anyways, uh, she's from San Antonio. Oh, is she? And yeah, and my cousin Joe used to date her in high school. No way. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yep. Yep. Nice. Good job, Joe. So. Yeah. 
I mean, in fact, I, I mean, at first I didn't really believe him, but he, he, like, he's never seen her on TV. He just, oh yeah, I used to date this girl who's an actress now. Uh, her name's Summer, but I, I don't know what she's in. I was like, Summer who? I was like, Summer Galag. He's like, yeah, that's her. I was like, are you kidding me? I know exactly what she's in. I showed him. He's like, oh yeah, that's her. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. She was actually in a couple episodes of The Unit, too. Yeah. And she appeared once on The Big Bang Theory as well. Yep. As Summer Galau. As Summer Galau. So, you, yeah, uh, um, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. What? Uh, well, I was going to go on to other things I've watched, but you continue. Well, no, no, no. It, it was kind of, I was taking it back to um, the whole Firefly thing. You're like, how I said I was going to skip ahead to the movie. And then all of a sudden, the whole six seasons in a movie thing popped into my head. Uh, they got they're, one season in the movie. Yeah, yeah. One season in the movie and community got six seasons and nothing um i don't understand how they never got back together to make a movie i mean really what are they all doing right now uh nothing Allison Brie, nothing I good i haven't seen her in anything yeah joel McHale, i haven't seen him in anything well joel Ken Jong is doing the mass singer yeah uh, <laughs> you know uh, joel McHale um, has uh, had a couple of failed shows um, he, exactly a couple of failed shows so Allison Brie time. has that thing on netflix um no they canceled that they already got rid of that oh no never mind it ended. Oh, I don't want to say they canceled it, but they well, it was going to be canceled, so they ended it. Jillian Jacobs uh, so had yeah, that really up, weird thing in Fear Street. She uh, not not she actually had a show on Netflix called Love. I think it was called Love. Oh, it was actually a pretty yeah, good show. I remember seeing the commercial for that. Yeah, I, I watched it all. It was it was good. Um, and then uh, Yvette Nicole Brown. I don't know what she, I see her in commercials now. Yeah, um, I don't see her much then, anywhere. Well, Pierce is dead, so Pierce I mean, dead. and then I'm uh, sure they could find a way to like a flashback or something with him. But I doubt he. I don't even know if he'd come back. Uh, Troy's enjoying a a good career. Yeah, Troy's is the only one having a freaking awesome career right now. Yeah, he's having an amazing he, career. He's got a hit TV he's got show. Atlanta. He's putting out yeah, great. He's got, oh, well, depending right. on your idea of great music, he's putting out great music, and he appears in famous movies. Yeah. He may not be the central character of said famous movies, but he appears in them. And Abed, I haven't seen Abed in anything. Yeah, yeah. at all. So yeah, six oh, seasons. Of movie. Actually, there was a show um, that came out. What the heck was the name? Of it? it was about superheroes. It had um, Al Tudyk in it. Um, Vanessa Hudgens. Uh, what was the name of that show? It was actually really good. It had one season, and network television they canceled it (laughs) something good has a season and they cancel it Uh, let's see what was that name of that show it was funny i don't even know where you'd be able to find it honestly Uh, it might be on hulu somewhere but um well anyway I, i had watched something the other day i think it was family guy actually where they I, th- they said something and somebody said it, it wasn't a community it wasn't community but somebody said six seasons in a movie and god now i really wish i could have remembered what i was watching because it wasn't community although in community they said it several so, times six seasons in a movie oh yeah all the time but so the show was called powerless it had uh, 12 episodes i don't remember what network it was on um follow the staff of an insurance company specializing in products to protect defenseless bystanders from the collateral damage of superheroes and supervillains oh i think it i was a good heard show. about that show. it was a really good show but it got canceled as everything does but it got canceled <laughs> yeah that's why i freaking hate freaking network shows 
Well, I mean, streaming shows are like no better. Netflix cancels all the good ones all the time. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, they canceled something recently that I liked. I don't remember what it was. Um, But anyways, yeah. Bring us more Santa Clarita Diet Netflix. I swear to God, that was your funniest show. Yeah, that was that was a good show. Anyway, uh, finish your list. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. It's got Drew Barrymore. Death to Drew um, Barrymore. I only have like two more things on my list because, like I said, I didn't really watch all. All right. Anything else, much else? Um, I watched the Tinder Swindler, which is a new documentary on Netflix. It's oh, yeah, a, I saw the not a show. That. It's like a two-hour thing. It was actually pretty interesting. Okay. Like the stuff this dude gets away with is crazy. Um, that was so yeah. I recommend watching that. And then I did one rewatch. Actually, Ooh. I might have done a couple rewatches, but. Actually, I did rewatch the new Bond movie the other day, too. But anyways, um, so last Tuesday, I had like about eight people over or so. I smoked a meatloaf. Actually, I smoked two meatloafs. I know. It looked delicious. And I made some jalapeno poppers. And I smoked uh, some broccoli and put. Uh, I made it with like uh, lemon and garlic and some lime and sprinkled some Parmesan cheese over it and put it in the smoker for like 10 minutes and Look roasted it. You. You need to have oh, your own cooking show. Delicious, seriously, it was delicious. And mashed potatoes. So I had the people over. We ate, and then we set up a projector outside in my backyard with a screen in the yard and chairs all around a fire pit in my backyard, and we watched the whole nine yards. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Well, we we're debating on what movie to watch, and nobody could pick a movie. And then we we're going through my food. I was like, "Oh, the whole nine yards. That's a good funny movie." So that's what we watched. It's a great movie. I think the next one we're going to do for movie night is a. Uh, Spaceballs. <laughs> nice. Ludicrous. I did speed. rewatch um Robin Hood Minute Tights yesterday at work. That's a good And I hadn't well. seen that in a long time. <laughs> and I you know how much I love that movie. I haven't yes, watched it in a long time. That's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of movies on Voodoo, before we move on real quick, Sorority Boys, really? It was cheap. <laughs> and I haven't seen it in a long time. And I remember <laughs> last time I watched it, it made me laugh. <laughs> It was I like five seen, bucks. I was like, oh. I haven't seen right. that movie since I worked at the movie theater. I mean, just like I don't I completely forgot about it until I saw that I title too. pop up and I'm like, what sorority? Like, no way. <laughs> that and Bubble Boy. So, yeah, I was just, just like, I nearly lost it. Well, I put Bubble Boy on there because I was uh me and this uh one of my friends we were talking the other day and she'd mentioned something about oh, because <laughs> I fell in my shower. Oh god. And I was uh like the movie things where your feet just keep going and going and going and going and you don't go anywhere and you're trying to keep your balance. That's pretty much what my feet did. And then I ended up falling and hitting my hip on the side of the tub and I grabbed the shower curtain on my way down and the bar came down and hit me in the head and I'm like leaning out of my tub like ugh. And Thor, my dog, walks around the corner, looks at me and just walks away. I'm like, really dude? You're the worst. So, about a week later, um, I was I put on my uh my sleeping pants or whatever and I was going down the stairs. Well, my sleeping pants were over my heels, so it's kind of slick, and I have a carpet uh, to stairs, and I fell down the stairs. I've done that. And so she was saying, "Well, you, we need to put you in a bubble." And I was like, "Like bubble boy?" She's like, "What's that?" I was like, "What?" Oh my god! And so I was like, "Well, you're gonna come over, and we're gonna watch Bubble Boy." So she came over, and um, I thought I had Bubble Boy, but apparently I didn't, so I had to buy it. Nice. 
No, I haven't seen Bubble Boy in years. So oh, and then Jeez. yeah. So oh, that's another thing I rewatch Bubble Boy. Nice. <laughs> I oh. think that's it though. Oh, why are you bring me toys? All good. Thor's bring me all- toys. <laughs> Thor's bring. Nobody brings me anything. I'm in here all by myself. <laughs> uh, the only thing I got keeping me company besides you is Varsity Blues in the background. <clears throat> all right. Well, yeah. I, I guess that brings us to our mystery question time, which you, again, this episode oh. have graciously offered to uh, provide. So, what is the mystery question for I the did. episode? Since this is a football movie, oh god! My mystery question is: What is your favorite sports movie? And if you want, you can do top three, or you can just do your favorite. Oh, I like this one. Okay. Um. God, that's actually kind of tough. Um, I would have to say I kind of put top three because choosing one is kind of hard. It is hard. It is hard. Uh, all right, top three, and this quad. Quite honestly, I just can't put it in any particular order. I'm just going to name off three. Uh, the Sandlot, which we discussed right. earlier this season. Huh? Um, oh, yeah. I was actually wondering. I thought this might be our first sports movie. But yeah, The Sandlot. No, no. We did okay. Sandlot right there at the beginning of the season. Um, yep. Sure enough. <laughs> for some reason, I keep wanting to. I don't know why I keep wanting. Remember the Titans. I, I, I would. I, I don't know why I wanted to call it something else. Remember the Titans. Yeah. I thought about putting that on my list. I just, I don't know. I, 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 sports movies are not usually my thing, but I do. Uh, I, right. They they do stick well, we with me. We have a guest on too, so yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, yeah. Do that question. <laughs> um, and then uh, if I if I had to pick a third one, we're gonna take it back to baseball, I guess. And uh, I like Little Big League. I do. Nice. I know you like that movie. That's a good movie. It it, it really is. And I, I feel kind of weird that I didn't choose like any adult sports movies. But huh? yeah, those are mine. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. What are your three? My three are Rudy. Uh-huh. Major League. Uh-huh. And then and my third one was kind of tough. I wasn't sure which which one I wanted to put in here, but I put Friday Night Lights. Oh, interesting. Okay, so Varsity Blues didn't and even see, make that Blues list. Varsity Blues could have been too, huh? I said Varsity Blues didn't even make thought, that list. It didn't make that list. It, it's 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 on the cusp. Okay, of making that list, and so is like Rocky Four. It's on the cusp of making that list, but that, I, I feel like Rocky Four should have been on that list. But then there's like Any Given Sunday, which is a great movie too, and oh. then of course Remember the Titans, and this is such a hard list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I need to revise my list. I'm gonna I'm gonna bump um I'm gonna bump little big league off of there. Or actually, you know, what? I'm gonna add to it. Top five. Um Dodgeball. <laughs> nice. Yes. Dodgeball's on there. And then uh, another baseball movie. You can dodge, you can dodge a ball. Yes. The five D's of Dodgeball. Duck dive. <laughs> no, wait, dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the American Dodgeball League of America. Yeah, ESPN eight, the Ocho, the Ocho. And then it's a bull uh, move, stra- <laughs> so, wait, it's a bull move, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. Or... Pepper needs new shorts. <laughs> God, I love that movie. And then uh, uh, a League of Their Own would have to be the fifth one. Another baseball movie. That's a good one. Yeah, I watched that recently. I haven't watched in years. There's a lot of good sports movies out there. There yeah. are a lot of great sports cool. movies. I like that. This is a great question. 
Well, thanks. I try. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Well, so now I guess that brings us time to talk about the movie. So let's stand up to authority because Coach is up to some shady work in that locker room. And let's discuss Varsity Blues. People are saying you organize an all-night drinking party. That's why you boys dragged ass out there. Save it, Dad. Save it? Save what? You got the opportunity of a lifetime. You like football in West Canaan is not the opportunity of a lifetime. Your attitude's wrong. Your tone of voice is wrong. This is your opportunity For here. you! Playing football in West Canaan may have been the opportunity of your lifetime. But I don't want your life. So a quick synopsis of this movie... Growing up in Texas can be fun, yet challenging. Especially if you come from a football family in a town where football is the most important thing that keeps your town on the map. For Mox, it makes him dislike his life, and he dreams for a way out. But for his core friends, it is all about the life of football. When friend and star quarterback Lance suffers a career-ending injury, Mox is thrust into the life he had been avoiding. Will he let the life consume him, or can he break the toxic cycle of fear and obsession? Can he stand up to the coach who would do anything to win? And that is why we're here to talk about Varsity Blues. Small town football in Texas. There's nothing like it. Know a little bit about that. You do know a little bit about that. We all know, a little, we both know a little bit about that, but you know a little bit more than I do. But before we really kind of grab hold of the religion that is Texas football. Some movie facts. So the film was released on January 15th of 1999. Hard to believe the movie is this old. It had an estimated budget yeah. of $16 million, did $15.2 million on opening weekend, and had a total gross of $54.3 million. So this obviously became a cult classic. Everybody knows R-City Blues. Everybody. But it obviously didn't have that great of a run in its initial. Well, theater. I mean, they made its money back the opening weekend. Yes, but then only grossed fifty four point three million dollars in its entire yeah. run. I mean, that's not even its budget. Like that's barely its budget tripled. Yeah, I'm doing the math yeah. real quick. Yeah. It's a little over triple its budget. Yeah, a little over. <laughs> a little bit over. Uh, and there might be a reason why behind this. It has a 43% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, because Rotten Tomatoes sucks. Well, Look Rotten Tomatoes off. sucks. But, I mean, that's rating. also uh, that's a mixture of... So, uh, we always use Rotten Tomatoes, but these critics know, have bad... Because, yeah. These critics are going to have a bad I review was, uh, of it, whether it's on Rotten Tomatoes or their own websites. You know, so... We just happened to use that critic score and that audience score. I was uh, going through the other day, Voodoo was having to say, so I was going through the movies looking at it, and there was a section that said uh, Marvel movies ranked by Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> okay. Guess what was number one? Number one, as in like the best? The best of all the Marvel movies Black Panther. Yep. I knew it. It was the most critically received of all of them. It was, but it's not the best of the Marvel movies. Don't get me wrong. I like Black Panther, but that's not the best of the Marvel movies. I'm about to say shame on you. Shame. No, it, <laughs> I don't think it's the best I of think the Marvel had, movies uh, either. I think yeah. it's a fantastic movie. It was very beautifully done uh, in so many ways. I, I don't have a complaint about it, but it's not the best of no. the Marvel movies. 
Um, I want to say they had that one in game two. In game two. Yeah. Oh, as the, game as two, the second position. Okay. Yes. Was, in like, game was the there a sequel one. that we yes. didn't know about? <laughs> which, which, which Infinity Wars was way better than Endgame. Even though Agreed. Ragnarok was better than Endgame. I mean, the only thing that um, was redeeming about Endgame was that final battle scene. Yes. Yes. There was bits and pieces. I mean, I watched it again not too long ago and it pissed me off. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We're not here to talk um, Endgame. <laughs> I know we have before many times, but anyway, so third was no way home, which I would kind of move up kind of. Wait, 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 wait. How do they have no way home on top three? But man, it's hard not to put that really, really like, but anyways, so they have it on there, but they just don't have it on there. as like a, like you could buy it. They have it on there as a A pre-order or the ranking. Oh, just for the rankings of the movies. Yeah. All right. All the rankings of the movies. I'm trying to find that list again. Um, there it is actually. Um, Marvel movies ranked by Rotten Tomatoes: Black Panther one, Endgame two, No Way Home three, then Iron Man, the original, and then Thor Ragnarok, then Shang Chi, which I like Shang Chi, I really did. It was a good movie. Then uh, Homecoming, then Guardians of the Galaxy, then the first Avengers, then Far From Home, then Civil War. Then Winter Soldier, then Doctor Strange, then Ant Man of the Wasp, and then Infinity Wars, which I I don't know if I'm the only one, but I think Infinity Wars is one of the top three. I don't know if I'd put it in top three, but I don't know if I'd have it stat low down I, the list I either. I have some issues yeah. though. How does Homecoming rank higher than Guardians of the Galaxy? Don't get me wrong, I love Homecoming. It was a fantastic movie. But how does it rank higher than Guardians no, of the Galaxy? Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy I was think phenomenal. Civil War should be actually I think the Winter Soldier should be pretty high up there. I absolutely the Winter agree. Winter Soldier movie. was a great movie. Civil War was a fantastic yeah. movie. Civil yeah, Civil War. Civil War be was the Avengers 2 we deserved. Yeah. Not that Age of Ultron. And then, crap. So, so the last Two movies, the 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 worst two movies. Can you guess what they are? Uh, I'm guessing Age of Ultron is one of them, and no. Oh damn, that's the fifth worst movie. Oh, so what's the there's the bottom four more two. movies? Okay, so that being the f- fifth worst movie, can you guess the other four? No. <laughs> um. <laughs> what's okay, the fifth the one. Two. So what's or the, the last, last one? Uh, oh, what would be at huh? the bottom of that list? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Um. Iron Man 2 would be somewhere at the bottom of that list. That's right after Age of Ultron. Not, so that's number four? That's the fourth lowest? That's number four, fourth worst. Fourth yes. worst. Damn. So then what? There's three more below that. So there's three more. Um, Try to think what. You, going through every freaking Marvel uh, Incredible Hulk yeah. is probably at the bottom of that That's list. the third worst. Oh my god. <clears throat> third worst. There's two more. Two more? <laughs> um, Which I kind of agree with these last two. Eternals. That's the last. That's the last They're one? Saying, That's right, the worst so... Marvel movie, yeah. Okay, it wasn't that bad, guys. Um, Ant-Man? What was it? No, 
Oh, Ant Man's actually kind of higher up there. Okay, uh, good because that's Ant Man's right before the. That, that was starting to get me worried. Uh, you'd already listed Doctor Guardians Strange. Of the yeah, Ant Man's between Guardians of the Galaxy two and the and Captain America: The First Avenger. So, what would be the second worst movie in Marvel? According to Rotten Tomatoes, and this is actually the worst movie. Like when I did the the listen to the um, the binge mode, this yeah. was their worst movie too. Um, this was before Eternals came oh, out. Damn. So I was trying before to, Eternals. This was now the I got to remember what they were hating on the most. Oh my god! Um, they liked it, but they also categorized it as the worst. Or at least what's their face liked it. Mallory liked it. Dark World, Thor, Dark World. Yep. There you go. I, was, I had to re, I had to rack my brain. It's been so long since I've listened to that. <sighs> yeah, that one wasn't a great movie. And I, I don't Thor, agree with the Eternals Thor, being on the bottom of the list, though. The uh, the original Thor movie is right before Age of Ultron. The one right before Age of Ultron. <laughs> so there's two Thor movies with, with, that are that are the worst movies. And then Ragnarok was freaking awesome. I liked Thor one. But, like they, like I said in in Ragnarok, they completely redid the character and made him have a sense of humor and made it yeah. so much yeah, it wasn't all it wasn't all just action, you know. Yeah. Well, of course, you know so there's serious, one big difference. You know? There's one Why big so difference serious? about the other two Thor movies and Thor Ragnarok besides the humor. You got rid of Natalie Portman. Do what? you think Natalie Portman was I, the I, one I dragging down the that. movies? I don't, I don't, no, not at all. I don't think that at all. Really? I think it's the I you, you, I think it's the portrayal of Thor. I, I mean, honestly, aside from the love story, I feel like you could just pick Natalie Portman character characters, Natalie Portman's character up, pluck it out of the movie, and you've only lost fifteen minutes of your movie. <laughs> I'm not trying to hate on Natalie Portman here, but <laughs> yeah, you no, notice how the high, the hot, most highly ranked <laughs> Thor movie doesn't have her in it, man. Just trying to throw that out there here. Has nothing to do with Natalie Portman. It's I understand what you're saying, but that has nothing to do with her. It has to do with the fact that they made Thor's character too plain for the first two movies. Until <laughs> Taki Wakiti came in and I was like, this is how it should be. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, you're right. Why didn't we do this before? Everybody enjoyed Kat Denning's character more than Natalie Portman's character. Just throwing that out there. Kat Denning's character was funny. Darcy is funny. I, I'm waiting for her and uh what's his face to have a spinoff show from wandavision oh nice hey varsity blues right varsity yeah. blues yes varsity. That, the, what we're here to talk about um so getting back to this so it had a 43 percent critic rating on rotten tomatoes which is a splat and it had a 76 percent audience score so this is a huge split obviously the audience we the audience liked this movie a lot more than the critics did and i wrote down some oh well not wrote down i took screenshots of some of the things that the critics said um and I I concentrated on all the splats, all the bad ones. So the first one up on my list is uh, Roger Ebert, who said, The scenes work, but they don't pile up and build momentum. And he gave it a two out of four. Yeah, I guess he's not a Texas football fan. <laughs> he must not have ever played Texas football. James Bertinelli, or Berardinelli, I always say this guy's name wrong, Berardinelli, says that although the film takes a worthwhile detour or two, it ultimately finds its way back to the well-worn track of its genre. So he's saying that the this is just old hat. It's the same story rehashed over and over and over. Essentially. No. Uh, no. This is different. 
<laughs> he gave it a 2.5 out of 4, so he liked it just a little bit more than Roger. Too. He didn't play high school football either. Nah, probably not. <laughs> uh, Joe Layden from The Variety <laughs> said, It is an unappetizing mix of raucously vulgar comedy and teen angst melodrama. This was the 90s. That's what all the movies were. This was the height of the teen raunchy humor movement. I mean, you had American Pie, you had Varsity Blues, and all sorts of other wonderful... Can't Hardly Wait. Can't Hardly Wait. Uh, She's All all That's Not Really a Raunchy One, but still, you know, it it was a movement. But yeah, there's, yeah. And it were, and it, it was something Cam- that. Have you seen Dead Metal Campus? Yeah, yeah, I saw that with you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's part of it. Gosh, that I haven't too, seen that yeah. movie in forever. Um, it was really weird to see Mark Paul Gosselaar do a role like that. It, yeah, I know. Re- it was really hard to watch. Well, that's what I thought too when they cast James Vanderbeek for this. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, funny about that is many people believed he was so poorly cast in this movie. I can see that. Yeah. Coming I actually, from Dawson's Creek to, to this. Yeah. Uh, I, honestly, I agree with that. I don't think he had any business being in this movie. And th- I actually have a little something on this later in the show. Oh, all right. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So this was the this was just part of that movement. And I, I want to point out that looking at Joe Layden's picture here, uh, he looks like an older man who wouldn't appreciate that movement. You had to be in that time period understanding the whole point of that movement. That is what teenagers were looking for. It was on their level and it connected with them. Not to say that every teenager's experience was like these movies portrayed them to be, but it was a connection with that audience, and that was the target audience. This movie came out my junior year of high school. I never saw it until right before every every home football game, we would watch a movie um, before the game. We Because the coaches after school, they didn't want us out doing whatever we do, so they want us all in the field house. We'd put on a movie, we'd watch a movie, then we'd start getting ready for the game. Games usually kicked off about seven thirty, yep. and we got a score what four or so. So um, when this movie came out to to DVD or video or whatever, well, I think it was VHS then. Yeah, VHS. Yeah, <laughs> man, I'm old. Uh, anyways, um, when this movie came out, uh, we asked one of the coaches to go rent it, and um, they had no idea what it was. I had never seen it before. We threw it in, and yeah, I mean, this is. Typical teenage football, high school. This is what we all we all loved it. It was freaking awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. This is high school Texas football right here. And there's a lot of other things that are wrong with this movie that we'll get into later. Um, but yeah, this was like this was this was this was the movie. Then this is the movie everybody wanted to see. At least my age. Yeah, when you're it- 16, 17 years old. That, that's exactly it. I mean, in 1999, I was only in seventh grade, so I don't even remember, honestly, the first time I watched this movie. It had to, I guess, been sometime when I was in high school. But, I mean, the target audience was you. The target yeah. audience was your age group, and it resonated with yep. your age group. So that's why I'm saying, if you're if you're going to go and say something to the point of an unappetizing mix of raucously vulgar comedy and teen angst melodrama, obviously that's not going to 
you're not going to connect with that Joe Layden. You're not a teenager at that time. You can't you can't take that into account on a movie. That's exactly what teenagers wanted to see. It's unappetizing to you because you don't you don't connect with it. But it's funny to people like you because yeah. you were there. You were living it. I was there. I, yeah, I was literally living it. So, what 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 else? If you if you were living that life and watched that movie and didn't have a connection with you, then it's a miss because you literally right. just lost your target audience. If it and that wasn't even the partier in high school like they are in this movie, but yeah. Texas high school football in a small town. This is this is this is it, and our town's even smaller than the town of the movie. I know, I know. They were it's like during the you know whole commentary of the movie that he's talking about, like how small it is and everything like that. I'm just like that. They don't know nothing about small town Texas. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I know we got people listening from all over the country. So basically, we I don't know how they is in other states, but we have tiers of um of Texas. I want Texas sports, but football is the main thing. Um, so you have your five A's, which actually I think they have six A's now. Those wow, are your really? big schools, big city. I, I think there are six A's in the big cities: uh, Dallas, Houston, Te- San Antonio might have one or two. Uh, then you have your five A's. Um, those are still the big cities, um, maybe not as big as the obviously as the six A's. And then you have your four A's, which are the smaller towns, um, but there's they're still big enough to have a lot of kids there. So like the Kerrvilles, um, and uh, no, nobody knows what I'm talking about, but. Um, I, how many people does Kerrville have? Uh, like twenty thousand or so. Kerrville. I mean, it's a much Maybe bigger ta- city now than when we were younger. So, yeah. Um, let's see, Kerrville. Just to give people an idea, population. Let's see. In twenty twenty, Kerrville had a population of twenty four thousand. So that'd be your four A schools, and then you have your three A schools, which in this movie is a three A school. In the town of West Canaan, Texas, which is a completely fictitious town. Yes. Um, but these even mentions in later in the movie how one of the teams they're going to play the last game of the season they're going to play Gilroy, who just went from four A to three A. Um, so they're a bigger school still, but they're not big enough for the four A, but they're still bigger than all the three A's. So that's what they have there. And then our school that we went to, we had what two thousand people in our whole town. Yeah, we were the two A. Mm-hmm. We were actually on the cusp of two A and one A, and the one A is as small as it gets. And uh, so I actually like the year after I graduated high school, we the football team moved from two A to one A, which I wish that would happen the year my senior year in high school because we had such a good team, but we we're such a small school compared to the other two A schools that we just couldn't compete with. Even though we had a good season my senior year, but. If we were 1A, man, we would have killed it. We would have killed it in 1A. And we Are just you barely missed the playoffs in 2A. Huh? Are you saying you would have had a district championship? I think we would have a district championship our senior year if we were 1A. We were on the cusp of making the playoffs my senior year in 2A. But I think we would have killed it in 1A. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, just a general... Those are the the sizes of, of Texas... Texas schools. Actually, I appreciate you doing that because I honestly never knew the difference between. I mean, I knew the higher the number, the bigger the school, but I never really thought right. how it broke down even more than that. And now that you mentioned that, I have these really fleeting memories coming back about 
when we were at school about that discussion of 2A to 1A being a thing. Yeah. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, it also pissed me off, too. They went to 1A the year after I graduated, and then they put the names on everybody's jersey the year after I graduated. I was like, man, I wanted my name <laughs> on my jersey. What the heck? Y'all suck. All the good stuff happens right. after yeah. you leave, right? So, yeah, there is 6A. 6A is a thing now. That is crazy. That's that's that's, that's a big school. There. That's insane. That's a lot of that's freaking Dallas. Oh, all right, guys. Uh, those of you who are listening, um, if you want an idea of who played in the town of Kerrville, Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel. So we grew up in Centerpoint, Texas, which is ten minutes from Kerrville. Yeah, Kerrville's the four A school. We were the two A school. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Johnny Manziel played for Kerrville. In fact, I used to watch him play his senior year in high school. Because the girl that I was dating, her little brother was a receiver for Tyvee. And so we used to go to all the games. And he was he was good. <laughs> he was good. Uh, yeah, Johnny Manziel that- comes from a 4A program. So that it, yeah. if that gives you all any idea. And then, of course, gives you all a frame of reference if anybody out there happens to be a Johnny Manziel fan. Uh, I don't know if many of those exist, but... Uh, he, he... he His head got way too big yeah it did. <laughs> after college he went to the nfl and he just he couldn't handle it nah. the fame got to him he was partying all the time he couldn't he couldn't handle it but i've shame. also heard rumors like kendra's brother the girl I was dating her brother who played with johnny um they all say he was a dick <laughs> <laughs> apparently nobody liked him in high school so oh, like none of his teammates liked him he was just all he had a big he had a big ego to begin with yeah so. but of course when you're the star quarterback of a of a of a four a team which is the whole even though it was a bigger town everybody still went to the games you know just like in varsity blues so when your head's that big and everybody's cheering or saying oh you're so good you're so good it just keeps getting your head bigger and bigger and bigger and by the time he got to college and he killed it in college don't get me wrong he was really good at a and m yes he was and then he just got to the pros and he just he just couldn't handle it anymore no and oh my gosh freaking jim Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, the year he was drafted, Cowboys have Romo at that time. We don't need a quarterback. Jerry Jones is all about Johnny Manziel. We need Johnny Manziel. We need Johnny Manziel. Why do we need Johnny Manziel? We have Romo. I mean, granted, I'm not a huge Romo fan because he always choked in the fourth quarter, just like the Cowboys (laughs) still do. But we did not need Johnny Manziel. And so... When time came for our draft picks, he put Johnny Manziel on the card. This is why he is the worst GM in the history of GMs, and he is the reason why the Cowboys have not won a Super Bowl since 1996 because of Jerry Jones. No other owner ever has been the owner and the general manager, but his ego is so big that the Cowboys went back-to-back Super Bowls in the 90s, and he fires the coach because he was getting all the credit for it and not Jerry Jones. That's how big his freaking ego is. But anyways, going back, there was draft night, and Jerry Jones wrote on the card Johnny Manziel, and he was about to give it to the freaking guy to to make the pick, and his son took the card out of his hand and put down Zach Martin, which is now one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL. So we could have had a washed-up quarterback or the best offensive lineman in the NFL, and now we have the best offensive lineman. That's how much Jerry Jones sucks. I just had to get that. That's my Jerry Jones. I had to get Jerry Jones right in there, I guess. So, yeah. Anyways. Not very often you get on your soapbox, but I love it. I know. 
Freaking Cowboys. Ah, freaking Lost Cowboys. again this year in the first round of the playoffs. Can't get out of the freaking first round of the freaking playoffs. It's a curse. Come man. on, guys. It's a curse. You know, it's it funny is. you mentioned it's, that. because It's the uh, Jerry Jones curse. And that is the biggest reason why I wanted the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl this year. Because I thought maybe if they won, Jerry Jones would like ride off into the sunset. No. And <laughs> no, we still have to deal with him. So freaking leave already, dude. It, no, nobody likes you. It's funny. He's you a great that. businessman. Don't get me wrong, but he's a horrible general manager. Yeah, you know, just stop meddling in the team and let everybody do their thing. Let professionals that are trained to do this do this. Yeah, it's been twenty years, more 50, twenty-five years that he's been the general manager, and in that twenty-five years, we've won one Super Bowl. The reason being, we won that one Super Bowl was because it was two years after Jimmy Johnson left, and that was still Jimmy Johnson's team that he put together. It had nothing to do with Jerry Jones. It had nothing to do with Barry Switzer, who was the coach, because I even read a book that nobody even freaking listened to Barry Switzer. They just pretty much did what they want, and they won the Super Bowl. That was Super Bowl 30, so, yeah. right? Huh? That was Super Bowl 30, right? That was the uh, last. I'm sure. I think that was the last Super Bowl that they won. That was the one they won against uh, the Steelers back yeah. in yes. I think it was the 95 season, the 96 Super Bowl. Yes, that's exactly it. Where were we? <laughs> we were talking about reviews. Do you have any reviews you want to share? <laughs> oh, I, I got one from The Ringer. Okay, um, go ahead. Which we, we both know The Ringer. Yes, we're they very do, familiar uh, with The, the Ringer. Mode. When is your next um, season of Binge Arse- Mode coming out, guys? Se- I know. I keep looking. I'm like, I'm, I want to know what they're going to do next. Lord of the Rings. I don't ask years. for a lot. Lord of uh, the Rings. Okay. For crying out loud. I can see them doing that. Yeah. Anyway, Anyways, um, so this is from Katie Nibs from The Ringer, uh, or Kate Nibs. Varsity Blues uses all the trappings of the typical football movie, a tragic injury, a goofy linebacker, which it doesn't really have a goofy linebacker because all the players that are are talking about offense. But I know okay. what they're talking about. Right. And a big final game, <clears throat> but does it with such a sly and surprisingly biting attitude towards the national sport. Okay, I like it. But yeah, there's no linebackers in this movie. I mean, there are linebackers in this movie, but every player featured in this movie is an offensive player. Which actually have more thoughts on that later. Let's let's talk about what brought us here today to talk about this movie. Why why this film? It's just high school football, man. <laughs> like I said earlier, this movie came out. My junior year, we watched it right before a football game my senior year. I remember pretty much all the games I played in my senior year in high school. And that was, man, that was so much fun. Um, Practices sucked. I hated practices. Our coach was a dick. Nobody liked our coach. Um, But not as much of a dick as Kilmer. Kaiser. Oh, that's right. Kaiser hated me. He hated me from day one. The day I moved to Center Point from San Antonio when I was 12 years old, he hated me. You were and It's so, because you weren't from Center Point. You weren't I don't, born, I from raised, Point. grown I grew there, up, you know? I grew up in the city. I had longer hair. I was into grunge music. Um, <laughs> I wasn't a country boy. Um, and he just, he just never liked me. And that, that carried all the way through my senior year in high school. The only reason why I kept playing it, well, besides I love football, was my uh, our offensive coordinator, uh, Coach Bob. He was he was awesome, and he's the main reason why I kept playing. He convinced me to keep playing. I forgot about um, Coach Bob. Oh my god! Yeah, he died a couple of years ago. I went to his funeral. I remember uh, I you telling me that. Ni- 2019. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, this this is this is small town high school football right here. There's a lot of things wrong with this small town high school football portrayal in this movie, which we'll get to. But yeah, this is this is this is what it was. 
Nice. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm here because you requested it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, th- this is a good movie. I hadn't seen it in a long time. So, uh, you know, it was nice to sit down and rewatch it again. I can actually count on one hand how many times I've seen this movie. And I actually no, think me. I appreciated the the movie more on this rewatch than any other time before. I really did enjoy it. I, while I was watching it, I was thinking about, you know, again, I never, I, I was not the football player. I didn't play at all. Uh, I went to all the games. Uh, again, when I moved to Florida for high school, I was in the band. So of course I went to all the games I got to see, I got to, uh, witness football from a different perspective. So uh, playing it was never, something I connected with, but I really did enjoy watching this. And I thought about that during all this and I can, uh, all the camaraderie and, uh, everything in this movie. It was just, it it was a lot of fun, um, to see go happen in the film. And so that I'm just, I'm, I'm glad that we're here to have this discussion today because you are very passionate about this film and, uh, what it represents. And I, uh, love hearing a little bit more about that. So, that's fun stuff. I'm, just watching, I'm watching it on the TV right now. It's like, man, I mean, I don't want to be that guy. Oh, high school football was the best days of my life. No, it wasn't, <laughs> you know, but it was fun. It was fun while it lasted. Uh, we, I mean, my friends all played football. We all had fun together. Um, yeah, <laughs> my, uh, I was, I was center. I was on the offensive line and my, one of my good friends, John Jay, he was the quarterback and we it, just, the, I don't know. The whole thing was just so much fun. Um, I can like I can remember some of these games like they were yesterday. I really can. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. It's and I was actually fortunate enough to be on the all district team at the end of the year too, which was nice. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Look at you. I was on the all district team my senior year. And when I say when I say I don't want to be a guy who thinks football was like the best thing ever, was like I don't want to be Uncle Rico. You don't want to be what? You know Uncle Rico, right? Uncle Rico? Oh, don't tell me you don't know Uncle Rico. Uh, not ringing any bells. Who's Uncle Rico? Napoleon Dynamite. Oh! Napoleon's uncle who keeps throwing the football because he's the greatest quarterback ever, blah, blah. Dude, it's been forever since that? I've seen that movie. I barely remember oh. that. Oh, my God. All I remember is, give me some of your tots. Um, give me some of your tots. Give your tots. <laughs> So it's a liger. <laughs> okay, no, I. That's a movie I need to sit down and rewatch. Uh, no, yeah, I completely Good forgot one. about that. Uh, but uh, this cast, no, you're not an Uncle Rico. You're not that kind of guy. You, you, know, you appreciate the memories that you have from it, the time you spent doing it. You also recognize it wasn't the most important and most significant part of your life though, which is unfortunate because that's how a lot of people treat something like this. And that I thought that was a very important point to bring across in the movie, these parents and stuff like that, driving their kids to do things that they don't, they are not passionate about because the parents are passionate about it, talking about it being the best days of their lives, the most important thing they're ever going to do, blah, 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 football, football, football. There are people like that out there in the world. And I, yeah, I mean, his dad, like he goes, this is the, um, the, uh, yeah, the most important days of your life. And he goes, it's not for, for maybe for you, this might've been the most important days of your life, but I don't want your life. You know, <laughs> football one of the most isn't, iconic isn't the end all be all. Yeah, 
he's out alive because basically the dad like like even at the end of the movie the dad's all um where he comes downstairs and then the the son's uh strapped to the cross and trying to eat the food and he's all we all need to focus on tonight's game dude you're a 40 year old man you don't need to focus on tonight's game your son might need to focus on tonight's game but he's on bench but yeah you don't need to focus on tonight's game what are you gonna do that's gonna impact tonight's game you're gonna sit in the stands and watch exactly you know <laughs> exactly Calm we all down. need to focus on tonight's game your wife doesn't care She's in the kitchen making food. Couldn't care less about football. You could tell in the movie she couldn't care less about football. She wants what's good for her son. Yes, she wants her son to succeed, but she doesn't really care about football. Something Same t- with the kid too, the the little brother. Yeah, I'm about to say something tells me that she doesn't care about anything. Her uh, her son is starting a cult in this movie, and she just thinks it's the cutest <laughs> yeah. thing ever. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> Which there's actually Who a sad story behind that people. guy. I saw. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that in a moment. But uh. Yeah, no, she she obviously doesn't care. So yeah, it, it's it's the guys who it's it's the men who played football for Coach Kilmer and stuff and like never that. Did anything it, else it, with it, their lives after? Exactly. And I don't want to say did nothing with their lives. They had he had he got married and had kids, but that was the best thing that ever happened to to him in his life was playing high school football. I'm going to say something, and it's probably going to come off as rude, even though I honestly don't mean for it to come off as rude to anybody out there who's listening to this. The problem with those fathers is that they think it was the best thing of their lives because they honestly didn't know any better. They never left Podunk Town. Yeah, right. Went on, experienced life, experienced the world or anything like that. That's all they ever knew was Texas, small town, football. Yeah, like you said, they went on, got his married, son, had kids and things like that. But, I mean, come In the on. same town and where his son is playing for the exact same coach that he played for. It's a toxic cycle. And that's another theme that this movie talks about. That toxic cycle. These kids wanting to escape the lives that they are being thrust into by their parents. Mm-hmm. You know, Yeah, I got to send a point as soon as I could. <laughs> you know, I was done with the small town. I mean, granted, one hundred percent. I am so glad that I went to the small town from the big city and I got the life experiences that I did. I remember telling mom when I first moved to the point, when I was twelve years old, I would never listen to country music. I would never wear a pair of boots. I would never wear Wranglers. Blah blah blah. Within a year, that's what I'm listening to is because that's what everybody else listens to. I still wear boots. I wear cowboy hats now too. I listen. I, I mean, you drive a truck. That experience in the small. I drive a truck. That experience in that town, I will say, never changed my life for the good, but I could not wait to get out of there at the same time. And, you know... Because I knew there's better things. There's better things in a small town, Centerpoint, Texas. Absolutely. And, you know, I hated, hated mom and dad for taking me away from all that, because that's all I knew. I grew up there. Right. I spent a majority of my life there in Center Point, and then when they took me out of there to Your Florida, at the time, yeah, at the time, I mean, I was going from middle school to high school. You're taking me away from everything that I know, all my friends, everything I grew up around, and thrusting me into something different. I hated them for the longest time. It wasn't until a few years after being in Florida that I realized they did me the biggest favor in my entire life by getting me out of there. But at the yeah. same time, I also still felt very stuck where I was too, which I mean, I think we all get that feeling at a certain point in our lives where we feel stuck somewhere and we don't want to be there. And that's what actually prompted me to join the Navy was because I did not I did not want to be the person who just 
stayed in the area that I I'm going to say I kind of grew up there too in Florida. I did not want to be the person who stayed yeah, there definitely. and built a life there. No, I wanted bigger and better things. I wanted to go out and experience the world and that's exactly what I did and I'm very grateful for that. I'm very grateful for the memories and the experiences that I had in these places, but I I could never imagine having a life in these places nowadays. And I'm so thankful I don't. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who live in Center Point and where I lived in Florida, we do apologize. <laughs> we do love it. We do, guys. Oh. We just Yeah. We no, knew, I mean, what, I'm, we I'm knew we back. wanted more guys. Um I had my twenty year high school reunion in two thousand twenty. So I went back for that, which is weird. Ugh. It's tough there now. <laughs> Ugh. Um but no, it was good to see everybody. I mean, granted, I, our school was so small, I graduated 36 people. Um, So, like, 10 of us showed up for the high school reunion. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. But it was so fun, though. I I have zero desire to ever go to any of my high school reunions. I wasn't friends with a lot of people from my own grade. All my friends were either below me or above me. So, I honestly just don't care to go to any yeah. of my reunions. I'll well, probably I also talk to, to a lot of people reunion. that I went to high school with, but yeah. All right. So what were we just talking about? Oh, we, were gonna, we were going to we were going to start talking about the cast, the wonderful cast of this movie, or not wonderful, but the cast of this movie. So the first person up on our list is a James Van Der Beek. So we've already said that we felt like he was not a good cast in this, like not cast well in this movie. I don't um, think he did a bad job in the movie, but I don't think he was cast properly. No, um, I could probably. Th- well, I don't know if I could think of any other famous person from that time period that could have filled those shoes, but I don't know. Just there was something about him. It's like he was coming off all that Dawson's Creek fame. Yeah. But, which is a totally different animal than Varsity Blues. You know, it's funny about that. There are two other actors from Dawson's Creek that probably could have done a better, if no, a good, if not Jackson. better job than him. Uh, Joshua Jackson probably could have no, done a good job no, with this. Oh, no, no, no. no. Sorry. I, I, I need to revise my uh, sports movie list from earlier. Mighty Ducks has got to be on there somewhere. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Thinking of Joshua Jackson. You don't think Joshua Jackson could have done a good job with this? No, no. Uh, I'd, I'd pick James Vanderbeek over Joshua Jackson for this. Okay. I mean, I'm not <laughs> saying he's a great actor, but I mean. He's there. Uh, Kerr Smith could have done a good good job in this role. I, thought, I had a feeling you could say Kerr Smith. I, I I think Kerr Smith could have. But we got James Vanderbeek, so we did. That's where he is. Uh, so, like we talked about, guys, he was in uh, Dawson's Creek, and that's basically the only thing he's famous for. <laughs> he was a uh, yeah, basically. He was actually in three episodes of How Much Your Mother. So basically, he was famous for Dawson's Creek. No, he, I don't remember that. Yeah, at no, all. yeah, but do you remember the How I Met Your Mother? He was uh, he was Canadian, and he was like going bald and had a big fat suit on, and he was one of Robin's ex boyfriends, and uh, she was like so obsessed with him when uh, she lived to Canada, and then he comes in now, like he was all skinny and stuff in in Canada, then he comes in now balding with a big belly and like Ted and Lily and everybody's like, oh, and, and Rob's like, oh, giggles and oh, he still looks the same. Oh, I love him. Blah, blah, blah. It was hilarious. I don't remember that really? at all. He was in no. three episodes. Yeah, it's funny. Interesting. I guess we have was, to uh, do a How I Met was, Your was, Mother rewatch. He was, um, 
he he worked at a, uh, a water park, and he was telling Barney that it's not it's, it's harder than you think it is. You have to because if you you have to go, stop. Okay, go. Stop. Okay, go. If you say go too early, there's going to be a pile up at the end, and people are going to get hurt. And you're in charge of their lives. <laughs> That's funny. I don't, wow, I don't remember that at all. So now I guess that prompts yep. a uh, how I met your mother rewatch because. There you go. Uh, although that just made me think of a community episode where Jeff goes to meet uh, Britta's uh, carnival boyfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was it Blade or something? Blade. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they're watching Blade that night on TV. No, 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 no. No, they were watching Blade and um, Britta's ex boyfriend was Blade. His name was Blade too? Or Blaze. Blaze. That was it. Yeah, Blaze. That's what it was. Yeah. Blaze. But they were watching Blade at the apartment, yeah. Troy and Ovid. That was funny. That was funny. But anyway, James Vanderbeek, yes. Um, he's been in a bunch of other stuff. Uh, he was in uh, a show with Kristen Ritter, if memory serves. Uh, Don't Trust oh, the Bee in Apartment 13 or something bee, yeah. like that. Uh, it was had a couple of funny moments. It wasn't that great. I think Karen was watching it, and I kind of tuned in here and there, and I'm just like, eh, meh. The Uh... Next up on the list, John Voight. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. He actually started acting because of a concussion he got playing football. So he was actually a football player. Yeah. So that might be one of the reasons why they got him for this. Because he played high school football and had to stop playing and started acting instead. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Nah, they still could have done better. <laughs> uh next up on the list john voigt as coach kilmer uh i'm gonna flat out say this right now this is my favorite john voigt movie ever i might not disagree with that he's a complete dick in this movie but i might not disagree with that yes but he's like he's such a convincing dick you know it's like <laughs> i i really feel like if i didn't know anything about john voigt that it's kind of like um it's kind of like a full metal jacket you know how they got um what's his face to play the drill uh the drill sergeant in the boot camp early army yes and he was actually a drill sergeant you know so getting a drill sergeant to play a drill sergeant was an absolutely phenomenal idea if i didn't know anything about john voigt going into this movie i could have sworn that they just went to texas plucked the first small town football coach they could find out of like out and said, hey, guess what? You're going to be in a movie. Just do what you normally do. Fuck up kids. Not all football coaches are like that. <laughs> no, but I mean, he just does it uh, so like... No, yeah, he does it well. well. You know? Yeah. So this A lot is, of football coaches are out there to actually make kids' lives better. He was not. No, he was not. He was out there for his own gratification. He he always yeah. talked about it's like I have twenty two district championships and two state championships. It was always I I I yeah. I never his team never anybody who got him there. It was always him. So he was out there for his own gratification. So yeah, mm-hmm. he was that bad coach. I know there are good coaches out there, but he was a bad one. <laughs> he was a bad one, but he was such. Like he was so good at being bad, uh, but John Voight uh, has been in many films, many, 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 many films throughout his entire career. In fact, he has ninety nine credits to his name. 
Did you know that one of those credits is Captain Woodrow Call in Return to Lonesome Dove? He took over uh, Tommy Lee Jones' role. No, I did not. I've never seen actually. it. I love Lonesome Dove. Oh, my f- God, I love Lonesome Dove. Great movie. Or Gosh, I series, s- I guess. I haven't seen it in so long. I'm kind of hoping that one of our um, random voodoo lands on Lonesome Dove, even though it's a six-hour-long movie. But <laughs> Hey, I mean, if we land on it, those are the rules. Yep, those are the rules. John Voight, also most famously known for being Angelina Jolie's father. So, Yep. And they actually work together in a few movies as well. Yeah. I like Angelina Jolie's Tomb Raider. I know most people don't. I do. I liked it better it than bad. the new Tomb Raider they tried to yeah. give us. Yeah. I did too. Paul Walker. May he rest in peace. Is next on the list. Mm-hmm. So we were talking. What? Go ahead. Do you realize he died in 2013, which is almost 10 years ago now? I, I, it's crazy. It seems like yesterday, like a year ago. Yeah. But it's been almost 10 years since he passed away. Yeah. Flags of our fathers. He was in that film. Uh, Running scared was actually a pretty decent movie. I never saw that one. Running scared. Watch it. Mm-mm. It's good. It's from 2006. Um, mm. Uh, God, I'm just like I drew a blank real quick on a Joyride. I was like, there's another movie I no, love I like Joyride. so much. Joyride Candy is good. Cane. Candy, Candy Cane, Candy Cane. Uh, <laughs> the Skulls is another fantastic movie. I love the Skulls. Speaking of Joshua Jackson, yeah, uh, she's all that. Uh, Var- no, you know, Varsity Blues. He was in Pleasantville as the boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, he's just mm-hmm. been in a lot of great things and it's just a, it, it's so weird that he's not around anymore it really is yep it's kind of like watching movies that heath ledger was in you know i thought about that the other day you know a couple weeks ago when i was re-watching the patriot i was like mm-hmm. it really is mm-hmm. weird to sit down and watch a movie w- seeing a budding actor at that point never like like gone too soon career just taking off and things like that it's just it's a shame it really is so he was actually considered for the role of johnny storm in fantastic four the one that went to uh, chris evans he could have done it i think he's cocky enough for it and this one auditioned for the role of anakin skywalker but was too (laughs) old for the part a little bit yeah he, was, he has said that it's the only part he's ever really wanted. I no, I don't think he could have pulled off Anakin. Hayden Christensen barely pulled it off. That was. The, I know we've had this discussion before, <laughs> and I don't. As much as Hayden Christensen gets bad rap for Anakin, that was how the role was written. No, That's no, no. How no, George yes. Lucas wrote that. Wrote that. Wrote wrote that role. For him to be a whiny little piece I, of donkey dookie. <laughs> I understand that. I do. I do. But I I don't know. No, I'm in I I know, I know, I know. I don't know. <laughs> Anywho, moving on. Moving on. Um damn, I was gonna say something else about Paul Walker. 
Now I can't think of what I was going to say. Oh, well. Uh, The next person on the list, Ron Lester as Billy Bob. Billy Bob, Billy Bob, Billy Bob. So you know what's interesting about the character of, or the actor who played Billy Bob? What's that? He he made fun of himself in that role in Not Another Teen Movie by playing Reggie Ray. <laughs> playing the exact same character. <laughs> who's the exact same character as Billy Bob. There's actually another actor in this movie who was also in Not Another Teen Movie playing a very similar role. I'll get there in a moment. Um, oh. I'll get there in a moment. Okay. Ron Lester. Ron Lester's character of Billy Bob. There was apparently a little, I don't know if you'll call it rivalry, but the... I guess James Vanderbeek felt threatened by Lester's portrayal of Billy Bob because I mean let let's be honest, Billy Bob is awesome. His character oh, is yeah. awesome. It's probably one of the best things about this movie. Apparently, Vanderbeek's people kept calling Paramount saying that Lester was stealing the movie from Vanderbeek. I think I remember reading this. Also, it the interesting part about that is that apparently Lester, Ron Lester, was one of the deciding factors on who got to play the role of Mox. And he chose nice. Vanderbeek over somebody else. Because he said he had better chemistry yeah, with him. Petty crap. That's stupid. Apparently, that was in one of the final interviews that Ron Lester gave before he passed away back in 2013. Or 16, yeah. excuse me, 2016. Yeah. He died of liver and kidney failure. Uh, well, he was a big dude at one point, weighed 508 well, he, pounds. Oh yeah, so one, that takes yeah. a toll on your organs. How much you say? 508 pounds. Oh. It says he had a gastric bypass. He had underwent gastric bypass and had 17 major cosmetic surgeries after the gastric operation in late 2000. By 2001, successfully lost over 250 pounds. Which uh, weighing in at 173 after that. Yeah, that unfortunately, the life he lived destroyed his organs. So, yeah, he passed away at a very young age, 45 years old. But he's most famous for playing this role of Billy Bob in Varsity Blues and then making fun of it as Reggie Ray and not another team movie. You know what? I like not another teen movie. I will have to say it's one of my guilty <laughs> pleasures. It's one of my guilty comedy pleasures. It's a funny movie. Scott Kahn as Tweeter. <laughs> this dude is so funny. <laughs> yeah. I like Scott Kahn in almost anything he's in. When he's in the Oceans franchise, he's funny. Uh, in this yeah. movie, he's funny. He's just, he's a funny actor. He really is. Um, I didn't know this, though. He and Paul Walker were very, very, very good friends and actually were roommates uh-huh. while filming this. Nice. Yeah. The only th- the only thing I didn't like him in is Entourage, but I just, I just didn't like his character. It wasn't him. It was his character. Yeah. You got to. Not all the characters are the best. Yeah, he's only five foot five. Yeah, he's a short dude. He's a short little guy. Yeah. And he's the son of James Conn. Yes, he is. They look Legendary they look actor. alike. <laughs> Got Amy Smart playing the role of Julie Harbour. So she plays uh Paul Walker's sister in this movie. 
I love me some Amy Smart. Yeah. Just saying. Especially rap She's Amy stuff. Smart. Especially yeah, just friends race. Amy Smart. Yeah. She doesn't do much nowadays. She was in a four episodes of Scrubs as Tasty Coma Wife. <gasps> I fr- yes, Tasty Coma Wife. <laughs> oh my god. That's so funny. And she was in a Starship Troopers and Road Trip. Oh, I forgot about Road Trip. That's a good one. Yep. I just watched that recently. I think the last time I watched that was with you a few years yeah. ago. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Got Allie Larder next on the list. This is her first movie, actually. Yeah. Her debut movie. And she's gone on to do a bunch of other great things, including Legally Blonde. Uh, she appeared on a couple episodes of uh, Shameless, which is one of my favorite TV shows. She was also in the Final Destination franchise, the first two movies. Yeah. Um, Amy Smart was in Shameless, too. Yeah, uh, that just dawned on me. She I, was. I don't remember her in it, but I wrote down that she was in six episodes. Uh, Allie Larder and... Uh, Amy Smart actually became really good friends while filming this because they were the only two female leads in the movie. So yeah, they became close. And of course, the thing that really put Ali Larder on the map, and it is said to still be one of her most iconic scenes in all of her filmography, is the whipped cream bikini. So did you know that the whipped cream bikini scene is not whipped cream? You know, I always wondered because I was like, the whipped cream would just run everywhere. Yeah, so they use shaving cream. Makes more sense. And because he was only 17 at the time, if you look, when she walks up to Mox, when she's wearing the whipped cream bikini, you could see her butt, but there's a a pad over her butt, so you can't see her crack because she was underage. So you could visibly see the, the, the pad on her butt. I honestly must have missed that. Yeah, it's it's pretty visible. And that's all I got for uh, main cast. I do have one honorable mention. Actually, two honorable mentions. Uh, Jesse Plemons is in this movie as a football player. Yeah, I got him in there. And uh, the other person I wanted to talk about real quick, uh, Eric Jungman. He is a random kid in one of the classes uh, that uh, they're in. Uh, he, his character's name is Elliot, but like when I saw this kid's face, I knew immediately that he was a kid in not another teen movie. The one who's in love, like the really annoying kid who's in love with, uh, the main character who's like leaving her mixtapes and stuff like that. Basically playing the same exact role, just a lot more expanded. Nice. Yes. And Eric Jungman, believe it or not, grew up in San Antonio as well. Oh, Hey, there we go. Yeah. Well, I got one more. Go ahead. Who the guy who played Wendell, who's actually one of the main characters of the movie. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I must have skipped over him. Um. Well, he, he hasn't been in anything. This is like the only thing he's ever been in. Um. It's Elel, I guess. It's spelled E L I E L. Elel Swinton. He was nationally ranked as a high school football player. And then played his college football at Stanford University. He signed as an un, uh, restricted or undrafted free agent to play with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, his playing days, though, were cut short by an injury and then moved back to California to pursue 
production work or production assistant work. So, but yeah, this is his one credit ever. Huh. Must have hated it. <laughs> well, he was good in the movie. I mean, he was he was believable. Of course, yeah. he's a football player. So. Yeah. But the, his acting wasn't bad in this movie at all. No, no, it wasn't bad at all. Um. So another side note, going back to Twitter. If you look on his jersey, his name is spelled W. I mean, I'm sorry, T W E E D E R, but in the credits is spelled T W E E T E R. Huh. Never noticed. Why I don't know, but even on IMDb it says the uh, T W E E T E R. Must be but a continuity. It's clear as day on his on it. Yeah, on his jersey is a D instead of a T. Interesting. Tweeter, 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 tweeter. I don't know. I, th- I I've had the close. I usually have the closed captioning on when I watch movies too, because I love seeing lines, especially of a movie I've watched several times. I love seeing lines that I may have misunderstood all this time. I'm pretty sure they even <laughs> nice. in the closed captioning they spelled it with a D. I'm almost positive they spelled it with a D. Oh yeah. So I'll try to keep an eye out on the TV as we continue moving forward here. Um, and then the last thing is, uh, as far as cast and director go is I have director Brian Robbins uh, listed here. Uh, may not be a name that you know, but there's definitely movies he's done that you know. He has got 22 credits to his uh, director resume. A lot of them Eddie Murphy films, believe it or not. Uh, really? Yeah. So um, I have the list in the wrong order here, so I'm going to try to take it back here. So he used to direct episodes of some of the shows that I grew up watching. All that, Good Burger, Keenan and Kel, which I think is kind of interesting. This is the first. Uh, so Varsity Blues is the first uh, big major movie he ever directed. Uh, he did that. That came out in 1999. And then in 2000, he did another movie with Scott Kahn called Ready to Rumble that had David Arquette in it. I remember that. 2001, he did Hardball. Yeah, that's a Keanu Reeves movie. Yep. Uh, 2004, this is one of... Uh, I was actually talking about this movie to somebody the other day. The Perfect Score with Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans about stealing the SAT scores. I don't know that movie. Oh, man. Huh. It came out in 2004. Uh, it's a it's a funny movie. I Give it a watch. Um, in 2006, uh-huh. he did the Shaggy Dog remake with Tim Allen and Robert Downey Jr. Uh, 2007, he did Norbit with Eddie Murphy. So that's his first uh, thing with Eddie Murphy. 2008, he did Meet Dave with Eddie Murphy. And then in 2012, he did A Thousand Words with Eddie Murphy. So he's done three movies with Eddie Murphy. And then he also directed two episodes of Blue Mountain State. I know that show. I watched it. I was it's reading fun. up about it the other day because you and I had you had mentioned it to me before, and I had kind of seen the movie, yeah. uh, The Rise of Tad or whatever his name is. A little bit, I've seen that. Tad, Tad, whatever his name is. But I was looking up a lot about it because he's in that new Reacher show on Amazon. Yeah, Tad. So. Yeah. So I started digging around in his filmography, and then that's when I came across that, and I was like, "Oh, okay, gotcha." Gotcha. Cool. Well, that's all I got about that. Yeah. So let's move on. So, who's your favorite actor or actress or character in this film? Um, it's close between Tweeter 
and uh, Billy Bob. But I think I'm going to have to go with Billy Bob. That's a good choice. Solid. I like it. But why him over Tweeter? The range, because Tweeter's just Tweeter the whole movie. Billy Bob's funny, and then he has his moments where he's down, where he's crying, and then uh, it, it just felt like a, a overall more complete character. Yeah, you know, he's got that got that whole remorse thing going on. You know, it's because of him that Lance got, you know, injured. Uh, Which it wasn't because of him, but it's because of Kilmer. Well, yes, but <laughs> Billy Bob doesn't know that. I know, and, that, yeah, and that, that's the problem. He looks up to Kilmer as a father figure and will do whatever he says to do, even though he's... He even told Kilmer that, hey, I probably shouldn't play in this next game. And Kilmer's like, well, we need you and blah, blah, blah. Are you going to be ready to go? He's like, yes. So he played and then he got hurt and or, yeah, well, he passed out. And uh, then Lance got hurt and then Kilmer just blamed it all on him. Yeah. And he's a 17-year-old kid. I mean, come on, dude. I just wanted to punch Kilmer in the face. But again, he do, he do, he doesn't see that. He doesn't see that he's doing that. Yeah. It's all about him. It's all about him. By the way, uh, sidebar: they do spell "tweeter" with the D in the closed captioning. Just saying. See, I just watched the closed captioning on my TV and spelled with a T. Really? And we're both yep. watching it on Voodoo, right? No, I'm not. I'm watching the disc. Oh. We can't watch Voodoo at the same time. In oh. The same movie. That's fair. So if I have the disc, I'll watch the disc because I have a I have it hooked up. So. We can have the disc of this. But yeah, on the disc, it's spelled with a T. Oh, well, on Voodoo, it's spelled with a D. Interesting. Yeah. And I was just looking ahead a little bit. I took some screenshots when we get to the quote, uh, quote section, and they spell Tweeter in the quote se- section on IMDb with a D. But yet they spell his name <laughs> on IMDb with a T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just uh. want to leave us guessing here. Um, anyway, taking it back Anyways. to favorite actor. Um, I said it earlier, John. Oh, Boyd. Like, there's so so like uh, when Kilmer it brings Billy Bob in the office and he's about to sit down. He says, "Don't sit down. This won't take long." And um, he's like, uh, "He goes, you're fat, you're slow, and all of a sudden you're lazy. I don't want excuses. I just want you to fix it." And he was trying to tell him, hey, my head's messed up, you know. I mm-hmm. told you this already, but you didn't listen, but he wouldn't even let him talk. And then that was kind of the whole thing with the with the gun scene, too, where he's shooting up all these trophies when basically he's been told his whole life how fat he is and how slow he is, and you're not going to amount to anything. And I mean, that, that'll do something to your psyche when you're told that your whole life. Oh, absolutely. It, it, it's It's psychological abuse. That's what it, yeah. it, that's exactly what it is. And the thing about it is, is that, uh, Kilmer is such a narcissist. He doesn't, I don't think, I don't even think he knows that he does it. Yeah, probably not. Cause he well, I mean, he's care. gone through what? 27 years of, of kids. So it, it's just second nature to him, you know? Yeah. He's so desensitized to it because nobody's ever yeah. stood up to him about it either. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Which is why he's my favorite character in this whole film. I mean, I'm like, I'm not Kilmer. usually a big fan of John Voight uh, or anything, but just like, seriously, he captures me. It, he's such a fascinating character study. Um, 
and the way that John Voight plays it, I, I mean it, like I said it earlier, I feel like that he was a high school football coach at some point and he's just not telling anybody. Yeah. He, he did that too perfectly. Now, again, not the coaching, really the coaching part, because we've already established that there are great coaches out there, but he was just so convincing that he was this character that I truly believe that he actually was at some point in his life, this character. Well, I mean, even with Lance, he didn't care anything about Lance. He shot him up every single week with a drug so that way he couldn't feel pain and he could play football. And then um, when he finally does get hurt, the doctor at the hospital is like, um, man, we s- scraped off so much scar tissue in his knee. He shouldn't even be playing. He's like, oh, you never said anything to me. Yeah, yeah. He's a victim here. Like, oh, shoot, I didn't know this was going on. I've been lied yeah. to my whole life, you know? And, and the simple fact that, that he was so quick too. to discard Lance, too. Like, as soon as Lance yeah. was out of the yeah. picture, like, like, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Great. Audio sayonara. Mox, you're my guy now, you know? Yeah. Never cared about Mox. He still treated Mox like crap, but he's like, he never yeah. cared about Mox. And then all of a sudden, he's just like, I'm behind yeah, you, son. Like, I'm behind you. I, I'm behind you. Like, oh, okay. Even Mox looked at him like, whatever, <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> you're <laughs> no, hot. <you're> <laughs> Uh, that brings us to top scenes or sequences. Um, I've only got a couple listed on this one. The first one that comes to mind for me is uh, one of the party scenes. Uh, the one where the alumni and former uh, football player on the team was at the party. She broke my heart, so I broke her jaw. Uh, oh, you know, that's funny. In my notes, I spelled tweeter with a T. Interesting. Um <laughs> Nice. So I said, uh, Tweeter begins messing around with the guy. Uh, the only reason that I think it really made me laugh and he is like, uh, um, that whole sequence was because it reminded me of the rivalries in the military. We would have, uh, barracks parties all the time. And, uh, sometimes Marines would come to the parties uninvited. So what do Navy guys do when Marines are around? You start messing with them and, Sometimes right. fights broke out. Sometimes they didn't, <laughs> but it was always funny to watch. Fair enough. Yeah. Which, what's what are your call scenes? America's favorite shots in the nuts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really should because that's uh, a majority. What a majority of the photos are yeah, not photos. Really and videos is. were were like fathers being hit in the nuts by their sons or things like that. It was. Uh, one of my favorite scenes, though, is actually the the drunken football game. That's a that's a fun scene to watch with the music, uh, thunderstruck in oh, the background. Yeah. Everybody's getting their crap beat out of them, and um, that's always been one of my favorite scenes. And then I always like the beginning too, when they're the whole like where Billy Bob's going around his truck and pilly, picking everybody up. Oh yeah, that's fun. You know, where you're kind of getting to know everybody. Mm-hmm. I like that. That is a fun scene and, to watch, uh, and that really gives you great insight into these characters and how they're going to progress throughout the yeah, film. Yeah, they're all friends, and yeah. And of course, the god, and you know, creating that whole mythic, like uh, the god of football for their town, Lance Harbor, you know, the big yeah, sign that was in the front it, yeah. yard, <laughs> the way he walks out, it's all slow mo, and the way they all revere him. I mean, the hell, Billy Bob gets out of his truck and opens the door, or like not opens the door, but grabs yeah. all his stuff for him. Grabs and, his bag, yeah. <laughs> where he makes mocks run after the whole truck, you know? So it's kind of yeah. that whole putting him up on the pedestal. Come on, thing. Mox, you skinny ass bitch. Let's <laughs> roll. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good establishing scene. I like that. 
Um, there's a lot of good scenes in this movie, but um, <laughs> Billy Bob's tripping. That's great. It's a strip club, isn't it? I'm here to work. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm right here. Oh, I'm at that football uh football game. They just lost, and you know. Killers losing it in the locker room. Was it fun? Was it fun? There goes my perfect season. Uh, Yeah, that's... (laughs) That whole sequence in the stripper bar was hilarious. Especially when they realized that's their teacher. (laughs) It's their teacher. It's got to be mortifying. Speaking of which, this is... Because they're playing uh, Hoffa Teacher. This is actually a pretty good soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Great soundtrack. A lot of great music in this. There's a... Oh, yeah. There's a Green Day... Uh, Foo Fighters, uh, Collective Soul, ACDC, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Fastball. So uh, essentially everything from the 90s. <laughs> Third Eye Blind. Yeah. 90s. You know, good Great. 90s soundtrack. Absolutely. Great. The 90s Offspring. Soundtrack. Oh, I love The Offspring. Mm-hmm. Give me The Offspring any day. I'm I'm there. Um. Ah, damn. Now that now I'm going to kind of I think I'm going to go download the soundtrack right now. <laughs> nice. uh while that's happening i got one other scene that i listed and so this one's kind of the serious scene and i alluded to it before so uh it's the scene between mox and darcy you know james vanderbeek and ali larder uh it's not just the iconic whipped cream bikini scene right. but it's the slightly deeper element to the scene you know how she's talking about how she was never in love with Lance Harbor. She was never in love with Paul Walker's character. It was all about getting out of the town. Lance was her tickets out. She didn't want to be stuck there. She didn't want to be the person who grew up and built a life there. And I sympathize with her 100%. And I think that was the perfect person the perfect character for her to confide that in was mox because he was the exact same way he was looking for his ticket out he applied to brown yeah to get away from all of that to move away from texas and that he hopefully got he in, never uh, look that back means he has to be yeah and the fact that he got in means he has to be pretty dang smart yes to get into brown absolutely you have to be super smart, and that is that that implies that he Kilmer's, is smart. One of the Kilmer's lines is like, "You must be the dumbest smart person I know." <laughs> oh, that's a great line too. It, it, it can apply to so many different things. I think I've said that line to Justin. Before. Which he 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 did do some dumb stuff, which I'm going to get to later. Oh no, he did. But like, even smart people do dumb things. Okay, I mean, it happens. It's life. But I, I I do love that scene. It just I I I connect with the connected with that very well. Like I said earlier in this episode, it's it was all about that dream of moving beyond the life that the path that you were on. You wanted something more. You wanted something different. Like for me, you know, I was living at home with my parents. I had dropped out of college. I was working a dead end job. I wanted a new and better life. So for her. Lance was that way out, following him to wherever he went to. He was headed to, what was it, Florida State, right? Yeah, Florida State. Yeah, he was headed to Florida State, and she was going to go with him and build a different life there. You know, for me, I, I, I watched a commercial about the Navy, and next thing I know, I'm talking to a Navy recruiter. But, you know, I went out. It's about building your own life and 
finding a healthy way of doing it. And that's what Mox reminded her of is she, she didn't need, she didn't need Lance or anybody else to get her out of that town. She could pave her own path out of there as long as she, you know, was willing to put into work. Yeah. And that's all I got for scenes or sequences. Cool. Here we go. Keep going. All right. Quotes. A lot of great, There's a lot of, lot, a lot of great little one-liners in this film. Um, why don't you go ahead? In America, we have laws, <laughs> laws against killing, <laughs> laws against stealing, and it's just accepted that a member of American society, you will live by these laws. In West Canaan, Texas, there's another society that has its own laws. Football is a way of life. Opening sequence. <laughs> I love the fact that you did the accent. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <sighs> ah, that's funny. No, I like that. And that actually sets up the entire tone of Texas football and the religion of it. It's absolutely true on so many levels. Um, first it's one, a big thing here. It is. It really is. Uh the first one I got is uh, the exchange between uh, Tweeter and the police officer. You know, officer's like, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations to you, too. Congratulations for what? For getting to wear such cute mount me hats. Mount me? Not right away. After a few drinks. <laughs> oh, he's taking the car. I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail. <laughs> uh, or Billy Bob when he's talking to... Um, Mox is like, they scanned my cat. I can play. <laughs> what? They scanned my cat. Oh, you got a cat scan. <laughs> and they, they said you have a normal human brain and it works? Yeah. <laughs> nice. And or, then when they're playing, huh? No, no, go ahead. I'll go ahead. I was uh, going to say, when they're playing quarters and Billy Bob's all, oh, Billy Bob, you thinking about calling some dinosaurs? Oh, I figure I'd give them a holler oh. <laughs> and then he runs and pukes in the in the washing machine and Lance and uh, what's her face are in there he's all hey if you're hungry I left a few oh. sausages in there oh, so <laughs> I'm back puking rally that whole scene makes my stomach churn oh <laughs> so gross <laughs> um, from the opening uh opening scene where uh, Billy Bob's picking up all the all the uh, everybody and I didn't catch it at first when he said good morning I didn't realize he was saying good mooning yeah it, I, I, it happened good so fast morning, boys. and I completely forgot that uh, Scott Kahn was uh, you know mooning them and then when I saw yeah. it I was like oh good moon oh oh I get it that's funny Ah. Uh. <laughs> Or when, how about uh, when uh, Mox is giving that really bad interview to the reporter? I mean, Jonathan oh, Moxon's yeah. only one man, you know. What the, what the hell is that? <laughs> I want to yeah. thank God and my teammates for the win today. Oh, when they're in the truck and yeah, Billy Bob, the pigs in there. I sure do love that dog. Uh, I think it's a pig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he's eating the pancakes with the 
Oh, and he's just with the peanut butter the syrup. <laughs> yeah, he's eating the pancakes with the peanut, peanut butter, butter, and then he pours the syrup in his mouth. That is that's disgusting to me too. That's just like the scene in Super Troopers where they're guzzling the Super syrup. Troopers, I, can't, yeah. I can't, I cannot stand that. That's so gross. Oh, nice. That's a fun movie. I hope we get to talk about that soon. Hey, it's on the voodoo. Maybe it'll land on there. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, two chances because if it lands on the sequel, we still talk about the first one. Yes, and and I, I vote now that we never talk about the sequel. <laughs> No. <laughs> it's such a I horrible agree. movie no. um you know and you gotta love you know mox being the lead character in this he has to have that rallying moment so here's his little rallying moment before this game started kilmer said 48 minutes for the next 48 years of your life i say fuck that all right fuck that let's go out there and we play the next 24 minutes for the next 24 minutes and we leave it out all out on the field we have the rest of our lives to be mediocre, but we have the opportunity to play like gods for the next half of football. And they go yeah. out there and they win. Which I have a question about this, actually. This is in my nitpick section. Let's get to nitpicks in a minute. I've got one more quote. Okay, go. Um, Leading up to that, actually, which is the first time that players finally stood up to Kilmer. Uh, Kilmer. And when Charlie Twitter goes, when they're about to stick the needle in, in uh, Wendell's ankle, he's like, hey, coach, I, I heard a pop, you know. I think he's hurt pretty bad. And then Kilmer's like, get out of here. Y'all wouldn't know anything about team play, dedication. Lance is like, but I would. Don't do it, window. It's not worth it, man. Kilmer, you're going to listen to that from a gimp who's praying he's the loose, uh, the weak link. Uh, I'm sorry, the missing link. Uh Wendell's, well, maybe I shouldn't do it, Kilmer. Get the hell out of here, then, Lance. Don't do it, Kilmer. I, before I lose my temper, get out. Tweeter, hey, don't do it. And then Billy Bob, that needle goes anywhere near Wendell's leg. I swear to God, on my mother's grave, I will rip your arms and beat you to death with them. <laughs> what a lie. And then Kilmer's <laughs> like, stay out of this, Billy Bob. This has nothing to do with you, Mock says. This has to do with all of us. We kill ourselves for you year round. We play hurt. We play sick. And we spend most of that time scared that we're gonna uh, that we're gonna screw up, and you're gonna uh, kick our asses because you really don't give a fuck about us. All you care about is your next district title. And that's when Kilmer goes and tries to choke Mox. Yeah, which I've got thoughts on that too. Yeah, I've got a lot of thoughts on that. But yeah. So yeah, let's go to potholes and nitpicks. Okay. So <laughs> my nitpick here is, and I noticed other people noticed this one too, so I'm glad it wasn't just me. So in that final game of the movie, if they just won a district uh, championship. I know. I know where you're going. And Mox just made this big deal, and it's even his final little monologue that they never played any more football. They just won a district championship. Wouldn't they have played yeah, more football? Playoffs. They're going to the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. So what did they just all decide? Okay, this is it. We're done. We're not playing football anymore. And the team didn't go to the playoffs. Maybe because they maybe they didn't have a maybe coach? something happened with the coach. You know, maybe like I don't know violations with the coach choking the players. They just decided to who knows. Or what maybe it's no, because I, they I, finished fact, the game without a coach, which is against regulations. Maybe I don't know. In fact, we were talking about it today. So last night, um, I went out to dinner with some friends, and then I came home to watch the movie, and I ended up falling asleep like halfway through it. 
And um, towards the end of the day at work today, it got a little slower. So we I put the second half of the movie on and um, we were watching it. And the guy that I'm working with said the exact same thing. I was like, yeah, that's that, I mean, they still have more games to play. But he was also saying like, well, maybe, you know, there's a violation for the coach not being there. Do they have to have a coach? I was like, well, I don't know. And that's another nitpick there, too. There are assistant coaches. If something like that were to happen, another coach would step in his place and say, and rally the team together, not Moxon. It wouldn't be, of course, this is a movie, so yes. it's for dramatic effect. Yes, Moxon's going to be the guy. But in real life, another coach would come in there and say, hey, blah, 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 blah. Let's go out and play football. And actually, technically, if once a coach freaking tries to choke another player, I'm sure the game's done at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I noticed I how nobody psyche, reports this to anybody, right? Everybody's psyche would be completely gone, the coaches would like lose their shit. Um, but instead, Mox rises up and gives this big speech. They go out there and play. Where are the other assistant coaches? Who's coaching this game? Why is Lance Harbor, who's a 17 year old kid, coaching this game? Yeah. Where's the other coaches at this whole freaking game? Even the announcers are on the sidelines going, where's Comer? Where's Comer? Blah, blah, blah. Well, he's not there, but there's there's the average football team has at least at least five coaches on their their staff at all times that are at the game. So that made no sense whatsoever. Absolutely. And I mean, why why didn't the refs ask questions or, you know, things like yeah, this? Exactly. Uh, and we talked about that, too, today. Yeah. Why didn't the refs say, hey, where's your coach? Why is this kid coaching, you know, which is probably against UIL. Uh, okay, so I don't know if everybody has UIL, but UIL here in Texas is what regulates the rules for Texas football. And there are so many freaking UIL regulations broken in this movie. Oh, of That's course. That's probably being one of them. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, it's just it's just weird. It's absolutely weird. So like I, I can forgive that. So like me. Maybe and, they played playoff football. Maybe they didn't play playoff football. Maybe they were disqualified for the fact that they didn't have a coach on the sidelines. Who knows? It was a moral victory for them, I guess. But the, so I absolutely agree with you. After everything that transpired in that locker room, they would have not gone back out onto that field. Yeah. They would have yep. They would have walked out. They would have gotten someone of authority. They would have reported what Coach Kilmer was doing, what he what he was doing to players, what he did to Mox, I mean, all that other stuff. To hell with football at was, that point. He threatened a child's life. Yeah. Yeah. This is the 90s. This isn't today, which everything gets reported today. This is still the 90s. But something that big, somebody would have said something, you know? He could have killed one of his players. Yes. Yeah. That and even, even if you look, the coaches aren't the ones pulling Kilmer off. The players are. Yeah. So what, what <laughs> the coaches should have been right there. God, these adults are stupid. Yeah. If you, I never noticed this today because I read it the other day when I was doing my research. But one of the ending scenes where they're showing Kilmer's statue and they're saying the statue still stands because it was too heavy to move. <laughs> if you look on the at the top left corner, you could see Kilmer walking. Out of the stadium with his box yes. of stuff. Sorry, Kilmer needs to be walking out of there in handcuffs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the whole ending of this movie is just unbelievable. Again, very inspiring. Love it. Love the fact that they rallied together. They won the football game. You know, 
good ending story for everybody. Lance becomes a coach, you know, all this other stuff. Mox goes on to Brown and everything like that. So you needed that good ending, good feeling ending for the Oh, yeah, film. they called the, the hook and lateral play for Billy Bob. Oh, yeah, you know, the, all, the, the yeah. thing that nine times out of ten would not have worked in reality and things like that. All that, I, I, I guess it's just the fact that in reality, none of that would have happened. <clears throat> yeah. And actually, so let's go back to the beginning of the movie when Lance gets hurt. That place should have been blown dead before it even happened. I read about that. See, I don't know enough and about it, football it, it, I've, to I've understand that. But I actually thought right. about that too so, during the rewatch. As soon as Billy Bob lunged for, or not lunged, I guess he moved forward before the snap. Yeah, he fell forward. That play, he fell forward before the snap. So that's technically false start, and that yeah. play never would have happened, and Lance never would have hurt his. Uh, yeah, I thought about that. I just couldn't think of the technical terms. So technically, they should have snapped the ball, and then he fell forward. But they did it backwards, and it should have been a penalty. Yeah, and then he, yeah, you're absolutely right. He would have never got hurt, and then, but then we would have had a completely different movie, right? Of course, <laughs> yes, exactly. This is all, but I mean, they still could have done it right. Just snap the ball first, then he falls forward, and the guy jumps over Billy Bob and hits Lance. It still could have been done, but it could have done the right way. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, all right. And also, I have a question about this one as well. Both times that Mox throws the football to hit the mascots, I know it's done in humor. Is would that not have gotten grounding. him some sort of penalty? Intentional grounding. Yeah. Unless there's a wide receiver standing right there, which there probably wasn't. Is um if he's still inside the pocket and the ball does not cross the line of scrimmage, it's intentional grounding if there's not a receiver in the area. Okay. So most players, because it's in the rules you could do this, when you're gonna stop the clock. They snap the ball and then just spike it right there because that's in the rules. It's allowed. But okay. for him to do what he did is not allowed. Gotcha. Okay. Unless there's a receiver standing right there and the ball goes right by the receiver. Then they can say there's a receiver in the area and it's technically not intentional grounding. But they actually don't really show it whether there is or not. They just show the guy getting knocked off the horse or the mascot getting hit. But, but yes, I mean, you can clearly see that he's out. aiming for these two targets, too. Right, so exactly. could he not yes. be penalized for that? Ah, uh, if you could prove it. Ah, uh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Innocent until proven guilty. All right. Yeah. That's fair. That's all I have for plot holes and mistakes. And uh, oh, I got, I got tons more. Oh, yeah. All right. This, yeah. Go ahead, please. Um. So when Mox goes into practice and he runs the oopty up, remember when uh, Kilmer takes him off the bench? All right, dummy O's, follow your dummy O to the scrimmage. and. He goes in there. Obviously, Kilmer called a play. And yeah. Mox goes in and says, let's run to the oop-de-oop. And there's four receivers on one side and one on the other side. And Kilmer's like, what is this? What are you doing? He's like, well, it's a Nevada State averages such and such yards off this play. And uh, you overload the receivers on one side and cover one-on-one on, one on the other. And Kilmer's like, any high school football player would not just go, especially if you're second string, would not just go up there and make their own plays. You're going to run what the coach tells you to run because if you're because exactly what he did, Kilmer pulled him out. Why would you do that? That makes no sense. You go in there and run what you're told to run, and then maybe you'll get some playing time eventually because you're listening to what the coach says. Yes, Kilmer's a dick, but you're not helping your case, you know? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I never really thought about that. 
Oh, he doesn't. Yeah, he goes in there completely ignores the play. And even Kilmer says, you can't run a simple draw. Makes me wonder if you know the difference between a sneeze and a wet that fart. fart. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. He called a draw, and Mox goes in there and runs a freaking oop-de-oop. <laughs> I, I guess it could be said that Mox doesn't care because he's already established he doesn't care about football, so he's just going to go out there and do whatever. But well, don't again, you're right. You're going to just... If, if, you're gonna you're gonna if you're not the gonna coach. listen to what the I mean, yeah. I mean Kaiser was a dick, my coach in high school, but I still did what he asked me to do, you know? I mean, if he asked me to to run with this play, I'm gonna run this play. You know, I'm not just gonna go oh, change it because I I, I want to change it and have you know do something different. No, that's not how it works. So you're gonna be called out. I don't care who you're playing for, any coach is gonna call you out on that. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to like who's calling the shots, but you gotta you gotta follow it. Yeah, that's the whole point. Um, uh, I'll see the next thing I have the strip club scene. Uh, first of all, why would Mox organize organize an all drinking night a night before a football game? Yeah, that didn't make that any makes no sense. sense. <laughs> Not any sense. Any other that. night, you know? Yeah. Any other night organize this freaking all night drinking binge at a strip club. Not the night before a football game when you don't even leave the strip club until seven in the morning. Second of all, they're not getting in this. I don't care what size town you're in. <laughs> you're not getting in that strip club at that age. And you're not going to sit there and drink all night at that age. Oh, the drinks are on the house. No, they're not. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't care where you are in Texas. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I know we've spent a good part of this podcast, you know, making fun of small town Texas a little bit, but come on, that just makes small town Texas look stupid. They're not yeah. stupid. Yeah, like when the when, when Mox walks in the convenience store and has a soda and the <laughs> the Oh, yeah, just pulls a six-pack six of beer from behind the counter. Like <laughs> that would never. Okay, it puts it in the bag. How much? Oh, you know your money's no good here. Yeah, well, shut okay. up. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen. So, I mean, I'm, they took a lot of liberties happened, with the, with, but... with the small town. I, I'm sure somewhere, some places it does, but they took a lot of liberties with the small town in this movie. That made small towns look really bad. It did. It really, it really did make small towns look bad, and it, 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 that's a shame. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, actually, I did kind of uh, write this down that somebody else put. Um, the strip, strip club scene uh, could have had consequences if this would have happened and been discovered by someone in reality. The boys could have been cited for being minors in possession of alcohol, the possibility uh, and possibly not been allowed to play in the next week's game. The club could have been penalized for having... Uh, by having his license suspended for serving minors, and Miss Davis could have lost her job as a teacher if it were discovered that she was also working as a stripper. Also, in the next game, they are being smoked by. Oh, yeah, this this is I noticed this a long time ago before I even read this. So, all of the players that were at the strip club drinking were all offensive players. Why the heck is the defense sucking so bad then? Because they're showing the team getting railed on defense too. None of those players were even defensive players. The play the defense should have been just fine. Yeah. Defensive word isn't even there. That's a yeah. good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I did think about the whole uh, strip club thing. You know, obviously, um, you know, I've got a background in restaurant management and stuff like that. I never worked at a strip club. But, I mean, yes, you, you lose your license to uh, serving minors. Uh, th- 
all sorts of legal issues happening in this little club. And again, I don't care if it's small town USA. It's illegal what you're doing. And if the wrong kids person, in small town USA, yes, kids in small town USA are going to go drink, but they're going to do that in the pasture. That's yeah. what kids in a small town do. They find a pastor, they go drink, they go drink at somebody's house, but they're not going to do it at a freaking strip club no. on a Thursday night before no. a football game. No, and the uh, uh, an establishment like that would never put their license in jeopardy. No, and exactly, yeah. A teacher, I, I thought about this too. You know, yes, it's not unusual for teachers to have side gigs, especially since uh, educators in America make some of the worst salaries, which is just absolutely pitiful. So I feel for y'all guys. Uh, so not to say that it wouldn't be unlikely that a teacher would moonlight in such an occupation, but I guarantee she would not moonlight in an occupation like that in the same exact town yeah. <laughs> or district that she right. works yeah. in. Just Actually, for that, that reason. Is a, is a strip club right down the road in Austin. Yeah, I remember reading that. Uh, so yeah, that, um, that was very. It's very, very unlikely that she would have risked her job to strip there in the same town she teaches in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, let's see what else I got. Um, oh, and I I did write this down too. So apparently, I, I forgot that I wrote this down. Um, in today's actual high school games, this scenario would not. Uh, or the, Lance coaching after Kilmer's gone would not unfold as most. Uh, uh, let's see. If not all high school state football alliances require teams to have a certified and state registered coach on the sidelines during all games. So they're saying Which, this could have happened in 99, but it wouldn't happen now. I don't know. Um, but technically, they probably did have a state certified coach on their, the bench or on the sidelines, but it, they, he just wasn't coaching. <laughs> you know, because I'm sure all the other co- assistant coaches were state certified coaches. They just weren't coaching for whatever reason. Ah, uh, you know what? It's, it's that situation. As long as one is there, it's kind of like a. It's the it's the Eddie. <gasps> Ooh, Eddie. There's another good sports movie. Um, it's the Eddie situation. Oh, you know, yeah. Eddie Franklin, Whoopi Goldberg was not a coach in the NBA system, but as long as um, what's his face was there on the bench with her. Yeah, it would have been, I guess, allowed. I guess I don't know. That's a good movie though. That you is a great Eddie. Movie. Go see Eddie. Eddie's a fantastic oh, I don't want to say go movie. see Eddie. Actually, Eddie's a hard movie to find. It is. You <laughs> so if you can find it, watch it. You I don't bought know why. it on DVD for me because it's not yeah. on Blu-ray and it's not on streaming. So strange. I actually got rid of pretty much all my DVDs. I took them to work and they're in the back, so when people are nice enough to watch movies, but I kept that one because I don't know if I'm ever going to find that movie again. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the True Lies. Um, it's the true lies, the abyss problem. Like, why isn't it on exactly, high def? Yeah, why isn't it on streaming, guys? Yeah. Um, so a couple more things I got. So the scene where um, they're about to punt the ball in the last game, the other team's about to punt the ball, and um, Billy Bob goes up to Lance and says, we'll block it. And Lance says, what, you want to play defense now? He goes, Coach Lance, we'll block it, put me in. So he says, all right, go, go in. So they do block the ball. Uh, Billy Bob comes up the middle. And Tweeter's right behind him. So Billy Bob gets rid of the blockers. Tweeter puts his hands up and blocks the punt. Then everybody's celebrating. Yeah, we got the ball back. Blah, 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 blah. That's a live football. You pick that ball up. You score a touchdown. Game's over. Pretty much. They don't have a little bit of time left, but that is a live football. Anybody could have fallen on that football. 
Well, didn't they somebody fall right on there. the football in, nope. in the play? Nope. They just they just called the play dead. They he blocked the punt and then it was dead. All right, I'm That's watching that scene right now. How are you? <laughs> that that it, I just turned around and that happened to be the scene on there. You're right. He uh, blocked really? the football. The football hits the ground and nobody goes to jump on it. Nobody nobody goes to the football. It's just it's just done. The play's over. Wow, good catch. Uh, see what else? I think that's pretty much all. Like, oh, this pisses me off too. And they <laughs> kind of alluded to it in the in the in the 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 broadcasters of the game or whatever. But like when the um the player scores for the edge for um what's the, the name of that team? I don't remember the name. Of the team. And in the last game, the visiting team goes and scores, and he's dancing in the end zone. Yeah, that's against UIL regulations. Completely against UIL regulations. Um, then he when he's going to the end zone, he puts the football. Towards one of the other players, that's taunting. That's against UIL regulations. Um, after he scores, after he does his dance, the other the other team the team is dancing on the sidelines on the field. Yeah, that's against UIL regulations. They would have had so many penalties on that one play: a penalty for taunting, a penalty for over uh, celebration, a penalty for a sideline celebration, a penalty for being on the field from the sidelines. That's four penalties right there. You know, I thought about that because there were several shots uh, during the football games where uh, coaches and players were on the field during, yeah. like a live play on the side. Like they 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 came out, uh, they came onto the field from the sidelines uh, during a live play, and I'm just like that. That that would never be allowed. Uh, at least I know that. There's a referee. That's pretty much his job is to make sure that the players and the coaches are where they're supposed to be. Do not cross that line. line. Yeah. The line is drawn here. No further. Go ahead. And then the last one I have is uh, <laughs> the end of the game. After, you know, uh, they win the game. Mock says, we don't have to play football game. He then goes, uh, after the game... Uh, Billy Bob cried because he's a bit of a crier. <laughs> Tweeter yeah. drink beer because, well, Tweeter drinks beer. He's on the field of a high school football game showering himself with freaking beer. Yeah, I thought about that too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that would never happen. Yeah. Yeah. But again, they've already they've already established that the, in this small town, USA, small town, Texas. Anything goes. Yeah. Yeah. The, all the, the law doesn't apply. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all my. I've, I've had I've had these nitpicks for years. I've just had nobody. Now I'm telling everybody. <laughs> there you go. That's what this platform. But is at for. the same time, I love this movie. I mean, it's a great movie. Again, Hollywood, Hollywood will take its liberties. Uh, you know, with the story. It, obviously, it's very sensationalism that they did all these things because it makes for better storytelling. If they did everything by the book, by the r- rules, by the letter of the law, it would be a very boring story to watch. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, w- uh, although it wouldn't have been as unbelievable if Tweeter were to crack open some Dr. Pepper cans and like spray himself in Dr. Pepper. I mean, this is Texas after all. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and, nice. you know, when in all the beer drinking, I noticed this as well. In all the beer drinking that they do, it's it was generally passed off as like a generic brand name. But you did see the Lone Star. You did see the Lone Star yeah, beer. Yeah, and some, yeah, some of them, like a lot of them just said beer. Yeah. Um, so those who don't know Lone Star beer, there's a big thing. It's brewed here in San Antonio. Um, it's a big Texas beer. But there was a, like the, the the clerk pulled the beer from out from under the counter. That, those look like Budweiser. It just said beer instead. <laughs> yeah, it did look like <laughs> beer. Beer. It, we're not going to tell you where it's from. It's just beer. It's just beer. 
Yep, there he is, spraying the beer all over himself like an idiot. That's all I get on that. Uh, um, I'm trying to figure out where this writer of the movie has he ever been to t- freaking Texas? A small <laughs> town in Texas writing a movie about it. I can't find out where he's from though. Hmm. Yeah. Again, <laughs> you know, sensationalism. Yeah, I know. It's Hollywood. I get that. But I mean, it's the same Hollywood that's going to manage to pass off Chris Pratt as playing both me and you. So, I mean, <laughs> that is true. I thought about changing it, but I was like, eh, I already told him Chris Pratt. So, well, who would you have changed it to? Zach Braff. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Now, wait, do you like Zach Braff or like Scrubs Zach Braff? Or like Garden State Zach Braff. Oh. Well, probably Zach Braff. But I mean, JD wouldn't. I, I wouldn't mind JD. No, because JD he was narrates fun. the He narrates the, the shows anyways. Yeah. JD was fun. I like it. Yeah. I like JD. I like, yeah, I like Scrubs. Though. Scrubs. Yeah, JD. It's a great show. Oh, yeah. I haven't done a Scrubs rewatch in a while. Mm. I started to. I did one. But I can't get past. So I love Scrubs. Seasons one through five and season eight. Six and seven, just they got weird. <laughs> it wasn't the same scrubs. It was it was like they got all new writing or something. It was just weird. And then they finally came back around to scrubs again in season eight, the final season. Wait, season eight wasn't the like the teaching hospital season, was it? No, that one doesn't count. That one yeah. doesn't exist. That, that one doesn't that's not a that's not a scrub season. That's a spinoff. <laughs> that one doesn't count. <laughs> it's a spinoff. It really is. So that one doesn't count as a scrub season. The final season was when they moved from NBC. To, I mean, yeah, from NBC to ABC, and that was actually a really good season. And the the way they sent off the the series was actually really really good, perfect almost for an ending of a show. And then they had to go make that freaking spinoff crap. Yeah, I didn't really like that. Lat, I guess the official what they say is the last season. I didn't like it. Yeah, it's not the last season. <laughs> it's something completely different. But anyways, so with all that being uh, said, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have anything left for plot holes, movies, or movie mistakes or mistakes. So what is that brings us to rating this movie? What on a scale of one to ten, what would you give this movie? For me, I mean, of course, we're doing it by opinion on how you like the movie. I'd give it an eight because watched so many times in the past 30 years 20 years 23 years yeah how old am i yeah that's about right 23 years that's fair it is fair i gave it a seven believe it or not yeah i mean you know i enjoy the movie there's nothing about it that really makes me dislike it but is it like one of my favorite sports movies ever no fair enough and again you know like i it's not a movie that really connects to me on many levels. The only, the only connection I really have to this movie is, you know, growing up in a small town, Texas, but again, yeah. never playing football or anything like that. It's just the, the, this movie didn't really have a lot for me to emotionally latch onto. I get that. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, miscellaneous thoughts before we wrap this up. Uh, I think I have a couple. Go ahead. Uh, Paul Walker broke his leg during filming. I remember reading that. 
Um, so James Vanderbeek wore the number four in the movie because he's a big fan of Brett Favre. I remember reading that, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> oh, yeah. Although the character of Billy Bob was supposed to be 18 years old in high school, Lester, who played Billy Bob, was 28 years old at the time of filming. Yeah, he had a baby face. He could pull it off. He did have a baby face. Oh, this was dumb. Um, the University of Toronto trademarked <laughs> the name Varsity Blues for a sports team in the mid-1980s. U of T complained the movie uh, presented sports in a negative light and sued Paramount Pictures, settling for an undisclosed amount and setting up eight scholarships for academically accomplished student-athletes. I read that, too, and I thought that That's was just the dumb. dumbest Come thing on. I've ever read. <laughs> Freaking Canada. <sighs> <laughs> Actually, it does say here Joshua Jackson was considered for the role of Mox. Ah, uh, see, see, see. Chris Klein was up for Mox that's, as well. All right, that's what it was. All right, that's what I read. So, uh, both uh, Vanderbeek and Chris Klein uh, screen tested with Lester. And it came down to Lester choosing who he felt he had the better chemistry with. And he said the reason he chose James Vanderbeek over Chris Klein is because Chris Klein towered over him at 6'2". And he didn't feel comfortable with that. Worked out for Chris Klein. Quite honestly, in my opinion, he went on to do American American Pie, Pie, which was a much better fit for him. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he was the jock in American Pie, so... Pretty much the same character in a way, just lacrosse instead of football. Yeah, exactly. Uh, plans for a television series based on the movie were planned. The series was also going to feature Ron Lester reprising his role as Billy Bob, but for unknown reasons, the plans never got past the pilot episode. Nah, I don't need to see this as a TV show. Then it would have been fun, but now, uh, oh, they would probably make it better now. But, anyways, um, so you tell your thing about uh, um, Mox's little brother. Oh yeah, so this, I don't know if this is sad or not. It, it's it's kind of disturbing. It's so weird. It's yeah, it's weird. Um, ah, damn, I didn't write down the date that it happened. Um, I think it was 2001, 2006, 2006. January 2006. Yeah. 2006. The, uh, the guy who played, uh, Mox's little brother disappeared. He left a note on his car and has never been seen since. Yeah. They say it appeared to be a suicide note, but nobody's ever seen him since then. No body has been found. Nothing. So he is just missing. Since 2006. Uh, it's like, that's kind yeah, of that's weird. Wow. Very weird. That's all I have. Yeah. On that. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have, period. All right. I do have one last thing before we wrap this up. So, um, in 2019, the very famous college scandal thing happened. You know, the FBI charged 50 people including several celebrities with conspiracy conspiracy to fraudulently influence academic and athletic admissions decisions at several elite colleges and universities. Um, 
multiple news outlets reported that the FBI's internal code name for the investigation was Operation Varsity Blues after the 1999 movie. One of the movie stars, James Vanderbeek, tweeted a response to the scandal and its name, and he said, quote, if only there was a succinct turn of phrase these kids could have used to inform their parents they were not desirous of their life path, end quote. And this is a joking reference to, of course, that dramatic moment where Vanderbeek's character, Mox, tells his father, playing football at West Cannon may have been your been the opportunity of your lifetime, but I don't want your life. Yeah. Yeah. I watched a documentary on that. It was pretty good on Netflix. About that whole scandal with uh, um, Lori Laughlin and Felicity Hunt or Felicity Hoffman. Yeah. I guess I need to add that to my list. Yeah, you do. It's really I can't remember what it's called, but I'm sure you could Google it and find the name of it. Yeah, I'm sure I can find it on Netflix somewhere. And that is all I have for miscellaneous thoughts. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, guys, that is Varsity Blues and all of its magic. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed this little trip down our memory lane, especially Robert's memory lane for playing high school football and us talking about small town Texas uh, USA. Again, we would like to reiterate that small town texas depicted in this movie is not the true depiction of a small town texas okay guys all right that shit doesn't happen at least we hope it doesn't yeah some of it does but not all of it's 100 percent true yeah. uh we do have more exciting episodes uh coming out for the remainder of season three so make sure you stay tuned robert you got anything else before we say goodbye nope i'm good Awesome. Well, then, guys, thank you for joining us. Stay safe out there. Go see all the movies that you can. Uh, There are still quite a few good movies playing in theaters now, including Spider-Man No Way Home, which is... I'd like to see Scream this week. Oh, yes, definitely. Go see Scream. I think I'm going to. I'm off this week, the rest of the week, so... Yeah, go see it. Uh, I Again, uh, rank it number three out of the five. Let's wrap this up, guys. Thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful night, and join us next time.